God, that's cool. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Batman movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Andy Cortez. Hello. Hello, Tim. Greg Miller. Kevin, do you do this to me on purpose to make me look short? <laughs> like, why am I so I'm like your child on this framing job you've done to me. <laughs> you and I'm like holding I'm up here so. holding my two dads' hands of Andy and Kevin <laughs> as, I, as I walk through the zoo. <laughs> we have Kevin Coelho. And we also have Nick Scarpino. Greg, in this fantasy of yours, are you yeah, also fantasy. still a small monkey as well? Yeah, you like that? Hand. I did it like Suzanne. Yeah, did you did it like, yeah. So I was like, wait, is Greg a monkey? And he's owned by there two adult male parents, like human yeah. parents? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We do this show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com if you want to listen to it search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews and we'll be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free we like to give you that option as well you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers muhammad muhammad and al tribesman did thank you guys both very very much for everything um some really really fun in review news i can announce here for the first time ever that uh, once we finish Miyazaki in review this week, that means next week we're starting a new franchise. And what is that franchise, Greg Miller? The Conjuring. Ooh, look at the ghost, Andy. Look at it's flying. the paper. <laughs> so we are doing uh, the Conjuring Cinematic Universe in review. I can't uh, fucking wait. Leading, leading through October. So it's going to be like, you know, midway through September. It's going to end the week uh of, of the day of the dead you know try to stay on theme here november 1st we got yeah. it we got halloween content yeah it's gonna be really exciting stuff i'm so excited i already huh? watched the first one andy how excited, excited are you to watch conjuring with me well what's crazy is for the next two months i feel like um i'm definitely unavailable like my schedule is really, really <laughs> packed. So i will not be on the conjuring in review um and the other night i get a oh did wait did you say the special guest i may have I did not uh because not. ramirez art jam says will it have elise as a guest throughout oh yes both james and elise willems will be joining us for the conjuring interview for the spooky times i got a text message from both of them around the same time saying uh, like first off james texted me during the day andy you're not gonna be a part of this what the fuck and then I was like, dude, two months of this? No, thank you. I don't want, no, no, th I don't want nightmares for the next two months. And then uh, James and Elise both texted me at like around the same time at night. We're watching the first one right now. And honestly, we're glad you're not a part of this. Like, this is really <laughs> like, I don't know if you'd be able to take this shit. <laughs> it's spooky so, time, baby. No, thank but you. that is coming next week. Right now, we are talking about Batman. 1989 released june 23rd 1989 seven days before i was born wow. directed by tim burton who says i was never a giant comic book fan but i've always loved the image of batman and the joker the reason i've never been a comic book fan and i think it started when i was a child is because i could never tell which box i was supposed to read i don't know if it was dyslexia or whatever but that's why i love the killing joke because for the first time i could tell which one to read it's my favorite it's the first comic i ever loved and the success of those graphic novels made our ideas more acceptable cool little quote there very good. uh music by danny elfman the iconic score by Danny Elfman. My score. God, debatably the best part of this movie. This it's just so so good. Well, it's Come on, so, it, the music's so. by him and 
Prince. 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 There is a lot of Prince. There is a lot oh of Prince. Oh my god, it's so good. I would love to have been in that conference, in that room with Prince when he was. They were like, "Hey, Prince, can you do a song for this?" And he was like, "I like this movie so much, I'm gonna do a whole album for it." Because you guys don't like have to think about this for a second. He didn't just do one song. He did like no. a bunch he, of songs. He did the album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Party Man. Come on. Party Man. And they were just Batman themed. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and by the way, so when you're watching this when you're a kid, Greg, I don't know if you had this uh, the presence of mind for this, but I think I had an inkling where I was like, it's a little weird that this movie is peppered with Prince songs <laughs> because they don't necessarily go like the aesthetic. No, of they Batman. don't. No, no, no. These things the purple, don't really go. And then I remember getting the album and like it was just like Bat Dance was on it. I was like, yeah. this wasn't even in the movie. Yeah. And I don't really understand this. And then years later, years later, and I'm talking like six months ago, we were listening to um, uh, Trust. You yeah. Know, we're going in and doing all the Who do you love? Who do you love? Hubba, hubba, yeah. hubba. And uh, I was listening to my wife and I was like, it's so weird that they put Prince in this. She goes, are you out of your mind? This is like one of the best. This is like one of the best soundtracks ever for any movie. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I accept that. I accept that. Hindsight That's, being 2020. See, that, that was the same thing. Cool. Watching it last night, like during the parade scene, like we did pause it and Jen's like, so wait, does Prince ever show up in this movie? Nope. And I'm like, no, they just nope. love his music. Dude, that's like, great scene. He could have been on the parade. I'm like, no, he, no, it would have ruined it. It would have ruined it. We don't need Prince on the parade. It, it went on so long. Uh, I was convinced money, for a money, while money, that the song was just going to loop and they were just going to play it again and just keep doing the parade. Uh, shortly after completing the film, Tim Burton said, I liked parts of it, but the whole movie's mainly boring to me. It's okay, but it was more of a cultural phenomenon than a great movie. He really wasn't enthusiastic about how Prince's songs were used in the film. <laughs> it was it was odd, and you'll see there's a, there's a I mean this is future spoilers, but I think there's a um, a dizzying lack of Prince in the next one. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he hired Prince for Returns at all. It's, I think Robert yeah, Ebert, yeah, that was they, Robert yeah. Ebert's one criticism of Batman Returns. Where's the Prince? Not <laughs> enough Prince. I'm a Batman. Beep, bop, 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 bop. That's all I can think about. Do you remember the, um, the music video to Bat Dance where he was dressed as like the as the bat, but like a little tiny, like a little cape? Yeah. Like Bat Dance. And like remember the one where it was him, Party Man was him yeah. with like half Joker face paint yeah. on, right? Or was it Bat Dance too? That remember. might have been Bat. Maybe I'm thinking. Maybe I'm thinking about Party Man. Maybe I'm thinking. Either way, man. it doesn't matter. Like again, back to the Tim Burton thing of a cultural phenomenon. Like again, like you I understand guys. that I'm a child, but I, you know what I mean. In '89, what I'm six years old, and it was though like hey and now we take it for granted the fucking the avengers are everywhere spider-man's everywhere you know whatever it's all everywhere but like at the time for 89 batman like what a fucking juggernaut yeah. where yeah not only were you, am i eating batman cereal playing with batman toys watching the batman movie then you turn on mtv and prince is there dressed as fucking joker vicky 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 vale vicky vale like using audio samples from the movie lines in the thing uh kevin you're autobotted again by the way um i'm a so, Over. yeah, you guys have no idea how big this was because you also have to remember leading up to this, there was nothing. Yeah. We had Superman, which like started to wane off by about the oh, third yeah. one. You were like, this is weird. Then there was just a drought. All we had was like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, which, to be fair, were amazing, but they were a different breed. They weren't comic book movies. When Batman started, when they started ramping up the PR machine and the, and the marketing machine for Batman, it was like... I was I mean I remember being in Italy. This was like the year I like the year before this movie came out. I remember going to Italy and I had a magazine that was like I think it was like an entertainment weekly or something like that or a Fangoria or I don't know. And it was all Batman and I read it like five times all the way through. Oh, yeah, I bought no, the yeah, the album. I like yeah. when Prince was on and he was dressed anyone dressed as a bat on TV, I was like 
shut the fuck up. I have to watch this. <laughs> mom, mom, we talked about this. This is the only thing I can live for. I had the cups. I had the toys. I had totally. Every, I had the the novelization that was like or the graphic novelization that like basically just told you the entire movie that I'm pretty sure came out before the movie, but it doesn't matter. Um, they weren't the, just, the best cups though. The best Batman cups. Future spoilers come. Batman, obviously. Batman returns. Yes. McDonald's. No. 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 Batman no. 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 Forever, Batman dude. forever. Batman forever. Yeah. I mean, Fantastic. Batman Returns had the Penguin and Catwoman cups. No, though, those, were, those are the little though. short cups, right? Yeah. Yeah. No good. You want the tall cups? No good. Yeah, I never was... thought about the fact that the Superman movies came out like a lot All before, before this. this. Like, it, oh, yeah. 87. 87 was Quest for Peace. Yeah, and that yeah, was not which very was the well. Last one. Was oh, no, it was I mean, personally, I grew up with it, so I loved it. Nuclear Man. Destroy Superman. It had a box yeah. office of four hundred and eleven point six million against a budget of thirty five million. Excellent. Now that that Return. budget sounded so low to me, because we're so used to like you know hundreds of millions or whatever yeah. for these modern movies. But going back, I was like thirty five. That doesn't sound like a lot. And Tim Burton, I compared it to his previous ones. Pee Wee's Big Adventure budget was only seven million dollars. Wow. And then wow. uh, the year before Batman, he did Beetlejuice for fifteen. Yeah, Beatles, they weren't they weren't big. I mean, they, these weren't huge movies. Like they had, I mean, Beetlejuice. You have to remember, had uh, I think Gina Davis was probably the biggest star, and then maybe Winona Ryder was getting big at that point. But these weren't like mega box office budget like blockbusters. They were weird. I mean, if you go, go back and look at Beetlejuice. How do you market that movie yeah. at, at that point in time? What is it about? Okay, well, uh, Mr. Mom's guys. Michael Keaton is here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The guy, Michael Keaton, who was who was pretty famous from from at at this point, is um dead he plays a demon and the whole thing is it's just weird so yeah, yeah. there was I, I read another piece of trivia that said that they were waiting to actually officially onboard tim burton until beetlejuice came out and did well because they were like we don't know what this movie is and we we need this to to open strong otherwise we're getting someone else for this get call up dick donner where's dick donner we need him for batman oh, man did i did not ha- i did not know that the soundtrack was going to pop off so hard like i i I don't really remember this movie at all. Again, this is a movie that was played when I was a fucking infant, you know, because I was yeah. born in 88. And so I, I just didn't really know much about this movie. I didn't know. It, I know Jack Nicholson was in it. That's about it. And I know the, do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Like, it's the only thing I know about this movie. So to hear the soundtrack pop the hell off and to see Michael Keaton sort of create this role that then it feels like a bunch of actors after that just kind of emulated and wanted like we wanted to be the Michael Keaton Batman. It's just so cool, <laughs> dude. So, so an interesting still, yeah. thing there is that, yeah, he uh, Michael Keaton, who calls himself a logic freak, was concerned that Batman's secret identity would in reality be fairly easy to uncover uh, and discussed ideas with Tim Burton to better disguise the character, including the use of contact lenses. Ultimately, Keaton decided to perform Batman's voice at a lower register than when he was portraying Bruce Wayne. This technique became a staple of future portrayals of Batman. That's pretty I cool. Just don't feel like and I shout out to the movie too, like something I didn't remember as well, right? Because I've seen obviously Batman '89 a bunch, but I I can't, I don't remember the last time I sat down with a theatrical cut and watched it. It's not something I turned on on TV and it was on, and you know we we stuck around for a while. Uh, it I went the whole thing with Vicky Vale. I think they do a good job of her in the Batmobile trying to look. He shines the light, and then right. once they're in the Bat Cave, so the way hard. he plays with light and he hates it, yeah, and he does this and he's like constantly moving and stuff. It's it's. I know not how probably you guys think of Batman, obviously, as we've seen him as this like fucking barrel chested, beat the shit out of everybody. But I kind of like this really like for I mean, awkward, not and not shy, but like, you know, awkward angles, Batman trying to move around and be stiff. And then when he gets into the shadows and it's just his eyes and stuff. Yeah, for me, I I think Batman itself in this 
is the most Batman than we've ever seen. Like once he's Batman, you really get the point of like, that's him. That's the darkness in him. And like, they do such a good job of having him literally do what Batman should do, which is fumble around everywhere and fall into everything. Hey man. Well, like I'm I'm talking more like he, he hides in the shadows. He comes from the ceiling. Like there's never a moment where we just cut over and he's just standing there. It's like, like that's a lot of the criticisms that I'll have later. Of course, I love the Nolan movies, but a lot of the criticisms I have of those movies are that he's never, you never really feel like he does anything that's super Batman say for like one or two moments. But in this, you have all these unbelievably, like in my opinion, iconic shots of him, like coming down slowly in the background or like the, the shot that I love the most out of any Batman movie is where, you know, she throws the water in, in Joker's face and he's, he's screaming, I'm melting, I'm melting. And then he goes, boo. And as he does that, you hear just the, the skylight from above just shatter. And we look up and it's just him coming down, drops down right in front of him. And like, no wires. No, there was a wire. <laughs> But the thing is no, that the wire no, was. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm joking. It's like, like every wire. wire was present. It was yeah, like, I think it was on purpose, hook, right? Though. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole it point. It was like on his hook. suit. It was on his. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was actually using that wire to come down. A controlled cool. descent, as we call yeah. it. There's that moment where he comes, he comes down and pops it, and then kicks the gun out of Napier's hand. It's just all the all the all these things. Really? Like, See, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I thought oh, they no, were just yeah. like I thought it was Star Wars type. Like, oh, you could see the fucking no. wire work. Oh, this no, was no. this was the inception of the grappling hook. It yeah. wasn't like up until this point in the comics. And Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. He always used the battering with a string to like get places. This was the first time they they conceived of having a gun that would shoot something out, and then he puts it on his belt and it just elevates him. Which is why you see him kind of lower down all that stuff that he's actually lowering himself down with that device. And then, of course, we get the payoff for it where he's like, how much do you weigh? She goes, 108. And then it sticks. And he's like, you weigh a little bit more than 108. I I love all those moments where he breaks character just a little bit and lets Michael Keaton come through. Uh, It's so good. Well, see, that's so, my thing about it where you're talking, uh, you know, Batman psychology or whatever. And I think this game or this game, sorry, this movie does a really good job of showing um, a Bruce Wayne a, slash Batman, a, a Bruce Wayne slash Batman that is tortured, like that isn't normal, but isn't also isn't the the Batman I know from the comics that is Batman is the real thing. The mask is Bruce Wayne. Like, I right. do feel he's this conflicted tortured rap between it and when he puts on the mask and he is batman he is batman but like when he's he his bruce wayne is still very human in the way like i want my clark kent to be very human he is like the whole thing of him not being able to say i'm batman to vicky is a weird scene unto itself but his portrayal of the struggle with it and stuff is something you don't see batman do we don't see a batman who's unsure of himself anymore i feel like yeah, well, you also get that he's I, I think and and I think Tim Burton's approach to this was to sort of really show the that the flip like they're basically two different sides of the same coin between him and the yeah. Joker, right? They're just kind of like both a little fucked up because totally, of the stuff totally yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. And this is just how he deals with his fucked upness versus the Joker just going. It was that last little bit of him that had to die before he was just totally free to do whatever he wanted. Homicidal Joker and just become a total homicidal maniac. Um, and I, and I, I never caught that when I was a kid because I was like, oh, Batman's a good guy. But in this Batman is like he's a little twisted. And it's a, this Super whole movie is a little messed up. Way yeah. too, way, yeah. no future spoilers. Way more twisted next next episode. I don't know, dude. When you watch this, that you go back and watch this back. There's a moment where the, the Batmobile just comes in, yeah. and then just he just drops the bomb Nuked right it. in between someone's leg and just blows a dude's dick off as the whole building crumbles around him. And I, mean, I never he, caught that when I was a kid. No, no, and, and that's the thing. Not even blows. Dudes. 
not even, yeah, he kills a bunch of dudes and doesn't blow down like a building, they, blows up a out. chemical plant. There yeah. is a cloud of noxious, poisonous chemicals totally. now in Gotham, wafting all over the I city. I like to think of, I like to think of it in my in my little boy, in my brain when I was a kid. I was like, oh, they ran boy out. Brain. They, they saw yeah. it pop down and they ran out of the thing and they said they're totally fine. No, no, no. A box office of four hundred eleven point six million, which makes this the highest grossing Warner Brothers movie of the nineteen eighties. The previous decade, the highest grossing movie for Warner Brothers was Superman. From 1978. Superman. So superheroes making a lot of money there. Um, and awards. This is the first Batman movie to win an Academy Award for best art direction and set direction. It was later followed by Dark Knight in 2008. The set direction is, I think, some of the best we'll see. It it's is gorgeous. really good. Some of the shots are like, I and like, you know, it looks dated, obviously, because it's like a matte painting a lot of times. But damn, it looks cool. Like the stuff that they do with some of the wide shots of the city. Where yeah. it, like it shows Arkham as this like really tall, old, decrepit, Gothic. but connected build like buildings on buildings. Now I do yeah. have some criticisms with like why is there just a giant castle at the end? That's like the, the cathedral. But why is it like broke down and like? Wait, the one Gotham where they doesn't find go to the church end? anymore? Yeah. Well, it's and like it's the like whole eighty degrading. stories tall. Yeah, because it's a, it's an old gothic church. I mean, we have those here. They're not that tall, but obviously yeah, it's not, exaggerated yeah. for dramatic purposes because it's a Batman movie. Everything um, about yeah, what I like is that it's like it's, right? it's, it's it's no one goes in there anymore because it's supposed to like be sort of a little emblematic or thematic mm. of like Gotham's lost its like its goodness, its spirituality, and all these things. So when he goes into the church, it's just decrepit and, and disgusting. But, and but what happens out. when he goes in the church? Batman goes in and immediately fucking trips fucked and falls up, and knocks no, over all the things. Now, he just crashed a fucking plane. He just crashed a fucking plane outside, Tim. Maybe you should I love get him. That. He's concussed. He's concussed. Yeah, 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 I, I love, love it because the... you can see you can see like the the cowls and is all fucked up and like scraped up. And he's bleeding, bleeding and he walks yeah. in and he just like he loses it for a second and then he has to climb all the way up the thing. I, I, I don't know, man. This movie reminds me of Spider-Man Tobey Maguire so much where I'm like, no, yo, there's you're so outrageous. much iconic stuff. You're outrageous. So much iconic moments and so many cool things, but it's just like, I did not like this movie. Wow. Like How can you not like it? crazy. Yeah, it's just everything I like about Bruce Wayne or Batman, it's kind of like not here. Like Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne is just... I'm questioning everything he does more than I'm kind of what? enjoying it. Like when when they're outside of the building and uh, Joker is like finally coming with all the mimes and stuff. What is Michael Keaton doing? Just kind of standing there looking around. He's like freaked out I, because he he was like, I killed this guy. I dropped this guy into a vat and he's back. And I don't know what the fuck's going on right now. To, yeah, I love I love the idea though. It's to terrifying. me though. I, to me though, I read that as. I have a bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah dude. I have a bad guy. But just real quick, real quick back to the set design. I love all the matte painting work. Um, super awesome stuff. The, I, I forgot what setting they're in, but just the, what they didn't in terms of set design and to give it this super old Gothic look, it looks great. Like I, I love all the set design here. Well, they and have then, like, uh, what's up? Oh, I was going to say they have those wonderful moments where in everyone's setting, there is a bit of the city that comes through it, right? So it's yeah. that brutalistic sort of deco, like art deco meets gothic design. And like Vicky Vale's house, for instance, is this beautiful apartment that's plush, but it has this steel pylon, this pillar that's riveted coming through the, the heart of it. And I love that they designed that like the city, no matter where you're at, the city gets in somehow. And like Grissom's office, for instance, is like it's beautiful, but then outside is this fucking horrible view of this shitty city with like 
like smog and all the stuff behind it. And then they've got those unbelievable like um, I'm assuming this all was set stuff, but like those big like nuts and bolts and all these like big gigantic over exaggerated moments in every room. It just makes you feel like the city is like is is just kind of coming in on you at all times. I gotta say that I gotta say uh, to to go with Tim's point. There's a lot of doofy old stuff, but I just chalk that up as it being a doofy old movie. Eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of like silly moments, and of course, it's really funny and like weird looking for me to to see Batman. It looks like it sometimes he looks like a child in a big giant head cowl. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There are moments when he's running where you're like just uh, because yeah, the proportions, the normal size, but the proportions just look really weird. Like, but here's the thing: five ten. Here's the thing: just Make the cowl smaller because I loved the way his body looked in just like I loved the way his arms looked and his chest looked inside of that suit. It looks really, really cool. But then the cowl is gigantic and it looks like a little kid running around in like a Batman costume. Yeah. And that's yeah. the yeah. thing he addressed in Returns. Like Returns has a slender, a more slender cowl where they went from yeah. it. And even in this one, I feel like there are. I mean, there's multiple cows, obviously, for stunt work or what you're doing. But in, in particular here, there's a few shots of this cow where it's like, is this like early in production? Because I'm with you, where it's yeah, like there's maybe. like an inch and a half of rubber around yeah. him, where there isn't <laughs> yeah. elsewhere. So he yeah, does look all sunken back and weird. It's late in production, and he has dropped ninety percent of his body weight from sweat. Because <laughs> <laughs> another a big a big concern that they had was I think this was one oh, of the movies yeah. where or maybe it was the next one, but like they just forgot to put in a place where he could pee. And this was like a rubber suit, so he was sweating constantly. And whenever he had to pee, they had to take the whole thing off of him because it was. I think it just zipped up in the back, which I love those moments where he he like falls and you can see the back of this suit. Because the rubber chest is just right here, and then there's like a little bit of rubber here, and then the rest of it's like open, kind of like spandexy or, or like uh, nylony material, which I thought was cool. I was like, "How does he get in that suit so fast?" It's cool. He was, he was saying that uh, he couldn't hear at all uh, with it because yeah. it's obviously guarding his ears, and that, that like drastically changed the performance and actually helped him find the Batman voice and character because like he couldn't really hear even how he was sounding. Yeah. And oh, in addition wow. to that, like it felt super claustrophobic, so he was like, it was a lot easier to kind of like get in this dark headspace because he was physically in it which is pretty cool. I think he does, in my, in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of criticisms you can have. Obviously, his physicality is is lacking, and the fact that he can't turn his head has obviously made a joke in The Dark Knight, uh, which is weird that they didn't fix that in Batman Begins, but that's future spoilers. Um, but I, I think he does it probably best of the transition between his normal voice and the Batman voice. Because I just think he's so, especially in that in that moment in the cave with Vicky, where she's like, "You're not exactly a normal guy." And he's like, "It's not exactly a normal world out there, is it?" And he just he has that lower register of the Keaton. His voice is just so good in that. Whereas I feel like Bale never quite got there because Bale's voice is always just a little too snarly. But uh, I, I I love that. Let's get to the Kids plot. I mean, what do you want, Greg? What do you want me to do? Like, you Something know, you I thought we had a, you had a good plot song last week. If Andy, you know what I mean? It's just like I, you hate to see people rely on the same things they've done for years and years and years. Did I have they a good plot song you, last week? I don't know. Didn't you? Oh, oh. No, 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 Plot time. Now I'm in the mood. Up here in your protein tumbler and you're having, you know, you go, you lift some weights. You know what I mean, Andy? You hate to see it. Uh, welcome to Gotham City circa 1989, ladies and gentlemen. We begin on the disgusting, disturbing, destroyed streets of Gotham as this shitty family leaves the Monarch Theater trying to hail a cab. And this pussy father can't even get in the cab, Jesus right? Because Gotham, right. It's, a ta- it's a town. You know what I mean, Kevin? Yeah. You move fast. fast. 
Gotham City would eat you alive, you, Kevin. Yeah, You're too you polite. You know what I mean? But this dad comes out with his wife and kid, and they try to get in the cab. And the first thing Jen says is, but the Waynes are so rich. Why would they need a cab? And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This isn't starting the way you think it is. And sure as shit, this family can't get a cab. They've got out the map. He's like, put the map away. We'll look like tourists because you are a tourist, dad. I thought it was, I thought it was the Waynes, too. You. Exactly. Well, you're supposed to. You're, yeah. That's the whole concept. Yeah, that's the trick, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I've so seen you, this movie a whole bunch of times, uh-huh. but like, I guess like I haven't seen the start in 15 years because I did not sure. remember this. I was like, what the hell is going on? Oh, sure, 100. percent I get that. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, they're like, "All right, let's go here. We'll cut down here. We'll cut through this alley. <laughs> let's cut through this fucking decrepit alley. No light to be found, but I'll take my family down there." Uh, and they cut down that way, and sure as shit, they start getting followed. And it's like, "What's going?" They pass the guy, and the guy's like, "Give me a buck, Mister. Don't you have a buck, Mister." Give me a dollar. And Come that on. guy comes up. He wants to Exactly. Great performance. Uh, but as they go, eventually, sure, yeah, this guy pops up. He holds them up. He's like, ah, give me that fucking money. You know what I mean? Oh, God. And they all start fucking screaming, and then they get the money. and they, they What's get the deal the with that hooker, though? Yeah, Jen was immediately like, did that hooker just pro- a proposition a child? And I'm like, yeah. yeah sure Gotham did. City's a fucked right. up place. So, so what's weird about that is I got a fact there. Uh, the hooker in the opening scene was originally meant to be 14. She was also going to be shown chatting casually with a couple of cops to show how corrupt the Gotham police are. Uh, but instead of doing that they just had her creep on a 14 year old boy it was weird it was a weird choice for I mean, sure here's, uh, here's the thing i feel like that he looked like he was eight he looked like he was eight yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you've been a 14 year old boy in the big city before you get propositioned by a hooker and you're in front of your parents you're like no way i was raised in a catholic school miss and you walk out but then at night you're like you know what i'm gonna go get some twix bars <laughs> you leave and you go find <laughs> that bar. hooker yeah, and do. you fucking give her your flower you know what i mean that's what we say I'm ready to be a man. What is wrong? Twix what I have, I've had an adventure in Milwaukee, Wisconsin once or twice. Oh, anyway, no. so oh, these guys no. rob the family, right? And they fuck off to the top of a building to go look at all the shit they have. And they got a bunch of money. Like, oh, we got some money. And then the other guy's like, man, you kind of crossed what? the line there. Yeah, and you like, should have pointed a gun at that kid, man. You should have pointed Shut up. You want your cut of the money or not? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. I heard there's something worse than the cops out there. It's the Batman. He sucks people dry and he just fucking sucks them dry and tosses them off buildings. That's the rumor that's going around the Gotham underworld right now. (laughs) That you're finding guys devoid of fluids on the ground, dead. Oh, my God. Okay. Did you watch the same film? Because that's what I, happened. I guess I did, but it was a it's, little less sexual. Well, what? No, he's just sucked him dry. It's, you know what I mean? It was yeah, the head motion really. he made, though. Oh, fluids. oh, I mean, like, think about that, though. I'm, you're a vampire, Tim. Mm-hmm. You want to bite somebody's neck. You're going to come in like this, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Do you want the neck to be fucking stone cold? Or do you sit there and do you get the neck you the way you want it nice and warm? Don't ever <laughs> jerk off your microphone again. No, that's what you got to do, guys. That's what you got to do. Tim, next time we're around and there's no COVID, I'll warm your neck up for you. Great. Warm Thank you. Up. <laughs> I will, Daddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways, this is already off to a banging start. This is, this is what people want. Uh, they, they're talking about being crooks and junkies or whatever. They look like terrible. Good makeup here. They look terrible. You know what I mean? Like in the way they look like bad people. Yeah, they look like they're meth heads. They've lived some lives. Uh, but Very behind them, like you said, whoosh, you see Batman come down, right? You see the bat drop behind them. I just and, Again, I want to give a shout out to the production design here. There's always smoke somewhere yeah, in Gotham. Everywhere. Shout and out to I the 80s, man. Love it. There's a moment in, later in the Batcave. 
and I think it's a matte painting. Who the hell knows? But there's you can see the Batmobile behind him, and the whole ground is just covered by like a foggy smoke. Everything's smoky. It's so noir. It's it, it's steam, right? It's supposed to be steam, like yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. like it's like New York steam from the steam yeah. vents. But they just yeah. go like literally the next scene where there's cops everywhere, there's steam everywhere too. I'd be like, I think we have a problem here. I yeah, think a something's pipe leaking. That shouldn't be, happening. you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're there counting their money or whatever, and eventually Batman shows up. Like, oh my god, they look like fucking Batman is here, whatever. Batman drops down the first. This is our introduction to Batman as a crime fighter. The first thing is he gets shot a bunch of times and falls down. And they're like, oh man, we can't believe we fucking killed this Batman. And they walk over there, and of course Batman's not dead, so he pops up. He's like, and he does like some kicks or shit, and the trips kicks the the dude through the door. And then that guy, we see that guy later, and he's like, oh, I'm never going to live through this. <laughs> I'm going to die. just crushed. my spleen. <laughs> I, by the way, let's stop for a second, though. I, sure. I think about this. His, he actually uses his armor a bunch of times in this movie, which I love. He gets shot twice, and every single time it stops the bullets, yeah, which right. I think is awesome. And, Including and like, the weird little tray. <laughs> That is always a weird moment. I'm like, how did you know he's going to have like a 10 caliber bullet that would barely be stopped by? A, anyway, it doesn't matter. But I, I, I always thought this was so cool because I was like, oh, the armor is functional. It's not just there to show like a stormtrooper armor. He actually takes bullets in this thing and then just pops right back up because it's the thick armor. So, yeah, he, like you said, beats the shit out of the one dude. Then the other dude, he walks him to the edge like he's going to throw him over. And he's like, don't kill me, don't no, kill no, me, no. don't kill me. No, 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 the guy runs away, and we get that great shot of the batarang where he clicks it out and throws it mm, and, yeah, and yeah. grabs the guy's legs and then pulls him Shoot. to him. Which, yeah. again, and this God, is why I stand by. Again, so not all the action is what it is in this, Tim, and I totally understand. You Watching this movie back, you were like, this shit's slow as fuck and doesn't make any sense. But when you were a kid, watching him take the batarang out, like flick it out, first off, you're like, that was dope. That it flicks out because, of course, Greg, he has to store it on his utility belt, which mm -hmm. we see later him like doing mm -hmm. hit a little button and the thing kind of comes to him. But he throws it on the guy's leg and uses that and then pulls him to him. That's terrifying. It's awesome. It's so Batman. So, yeah, he brings him to Lidge. Don't kill me. I'm not going to kill you. You're going to do me a favor. I need you to tell everybody that I'm out here and I'm fucking I'm, uh, I'm sucking people dry. I'm warming tell up. Your neck friends your friend. I need you to tell your friends about me before I do that. Who are you? My neck's so warm. <laughs> well, the, the criminal of course asks, asks the sets him up for the iconic line of who are you and what's he say nick i'm batman i'm batman and apparently he was supposed to say i am the knight mm -hmm. and i was Couldn't wrong last week when we talked what? about um robert pattinson in the trailer of the batman he said i am vengeance i thought that's what what they wrote for um keaton i was wrong about that apparently he was supposed to say i am the knight but i guess keaton just uh, tim maybe you have that fact but i think he just improvised i'm batman yeah, and everyone's like that's they, they kept they kept going keaton it's I am the knight, and he's, he's like, like I, I got you. What? No I can't hear right now. They just doing? have cue cards. They have cue cards. I am. Yeah. Like, someone's like pointing off. Yeah. I am the like, knight. I am the knight. <laughs> like, I am Batman. Is so much I better like, for this. I like the, the thing idea. I read is that it wasn't improv. It was just a mistake. Like he just said the wrong thing. Like it wasn't like an intentional thing. <laughs> It's even better. And the thing is this, like this movie, of course, 1980s, it's campy. It is very much there, like Tim Burton's like vision of a comic book movie. But the fact that he did that, when he did that in the theaters, I was like, I was sold on this movie before I even walked in. And this scene has cemented this as my top, like probably five movies of all time. That's it. I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. It's like, I want to be clear. It's like, if I was a kid watching this movie, and this was you the first it. time I'd ever seen Batman, in the same way when I saw Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, I was just like, fuck yes. This is so cool. So goddamn rad. It's just looking at it at the context of we've had so many other takes on oh, Batman. Yeah. We've so many of them that have Batman, been inspired by this, obviously. Uh, but it's just, this is a lot campier than I expected it to be, given how dark it seems. 
like when you look at like the posters and and all yeah. that stuff and like everything that you're complimenting and the stuff that that I even love with the matte painting and all of the production design um, and even the costume and all that stuff. It's like that I feel is at odds with the arguments I've always heard about the later '90s movies being so campy and no, just wait. it's like well, oh, oh yeah, just wait. because like, yeah, because this movie wait. what this movie but has that doesn't excuse this one. Well, I'm no, saying. but what it has in camp, it also has an edge, right? And that's yeah. that was what I loved about it because it wasn't just the 1966 camp. It was, hey, we've got a a, a measure of camp in this, but then also Joker's going to fucking cook a guy alive and then straighten his tie. And when you're a kid, you're like, Jesus Christ, that was terrifying. Yeah, or like, terrifying. there's fucked up shit that happens in this. All the stuff with Jerry Hall where he's like, Alicia, you know, is, is a work of art. She's like, what does he call her? He, he refers to her as like a, not a prototype, but like just a sketch, right? So she's just, yeah, she's, she's a sketch right now. She's just Dickie Vale's right face off. It's yeah. just like, when you, they, I like that Tim Burton style because he marries that camp with that brutality. And I think the camp to an extent makes, and, and I mean, the we're going to argue, you were arguing whatever here, but I think Joker and this interpretation of Joker plays into that, right? Where I think yeah. the crazier and the music numbers and doing all the art and splashing paint on it and dancing around, I think could easily not work for many a Joker, but I think it works for Jack Nicholson, but I digress. So we can I, I guess my thing there though, Greg, is I, I, I see what you're saying. I just yeah. feel that like the Prince music and stuff doesn't feel like it was in service of the Joker character. It felt no, like it not. just had to be in the movie. And it's like, I feel like we're almost making excuses for it to, oh, well, it kind of works for this Joker. And it's like, yeah, but it could have worked a lot better if it just wasn't there. And we just got Jack Nicholson being fucking weird. Nobody defends the Prince music. The Prince music being in this, I think a lot of people when you first watch it were like, it's weird. But I just, I like the, I like the Prince music. But I'm with Tim on this one where when I watched it, I was like, it's weird that Prince is a real person in this. And they're listening to one of his songs in this myth, in this like, made up universe of gotham city but you yeah know. the fact that the fact that jack nicholson says prince or what like he calls him out by name does um does he want that line i, I could have sw- i could have sworn he like when he's calling out the music number or maybe i'm just thinking of the subtitles no, i think he I, just said i think he just said to the guys like play the song oh shit i could have sworn he said it because i was like man is he about to pop up here that's what i thought was about to happen anyways i digress back it's to the plot number uh, one uh, Batman leaves the guy. The guy cries off the rooftop. Batman disappears. Uh, from there, we jump to a rally for the mayor. Uh, it is led by Harvey Dent, of course. Uh, Billy D. Fucking Williams as Harvey mm-hmm. Dent. Like, what a you want to talk about universe building here that awesome. sadly never pays off. I know. Holy let me shit. let me give you some fun stuff there. Actually, so Don Please. Johnson, Dale Midkiff, and William Peterson were all considered for Harvey Dent. Uh, Billy D. Williams took the role with the expectation that he would be brought back to play Two Face, and reportedly had a contract clause added reserving the role for him. During casting for Batman Forever, Warner Brothers decided they preferred Tommy Lee Jones and bought out Williams' contract. Wow. And then Williams later would voice the character in Lego Batman movie. Dude, I was was so uh, confused when we are introduced to Eckhart. Because I was thinking like, oh, they got him from the comics. I was like, no, that no, Aaron Eckhart played Two Face in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the movie. He's that's, clearly that's... Harvey Bullock, but they're gonna call yeah. him Eckhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Well, their their parents named Aaron Eckhart after this character. Oh, oh nice! It. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then huge. they saw they had he was huge. They did it. <laughs> they they really yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're here for the. We're here. It's Harvey Dent stumping for the mayor. The mayor talking about crime. They're gonna do it. The 200th celebration is coming up. We'll get to that. There's a whole fucking subplot here. If you want, just parallels to the fucking world we live in right now, where in the face of gang warfare, supervillains out there, the mayor's like, "No, we're still doing this fucking celebration outside. We are still gonna bring businesses back." And it's like, "Oh, this all strikes really hard with the COVID shit. Wear your stupid fucking mask." Anyways, up. 
Harvey Dent, Mayor, this is Gotham. It sucks, but we're going to make it better, and we're working on it, and we're going to have a great 200 celebration. From there, uh, it's being filmed, obviously. We jump to uh, – you said Jerry Hall. Why do I know that name? Why, Jerry who, Hall who? is – Jerry Hall was – I think she dated Mick Jagger for a while. Ah, she, was model. Okay. she was the blonde um, who plays Alicia, I believe. I think no, I know that. Yeah, we're talking about Alicia right now or whatever. Uh, we jump from that, and it's Jack Nicholson's Jack Napier uh, watching the presentation on the TV, and Alicia comes over and is like, uh, hey, Jack, what's going on? He's like, ah, this fucking guy doesn't know anything. He's if And she's like, you're going to have to you're gonna have to ice him? And she's like, if I, he's like, if I would have had to ice him, I would have had to ice him by now, rip his lungs out while he's in front of him, right? Because, like, Grissom's king kong of this city nobody's got shit on him this is all empty promises and bullshit don't worry about it we're fine because she's worried you know he's number two in this criminal empire uh and of course she's like you should be worried for other reasons too because they they be fucking and it turns out of course for the longest time when i watched this as a kid i thought it was that jack nicholson and her were fucking at his place but it turns out no they're fucking at grissom's place yeah. this is grissom's he's, place he's yeah he's, he's riding the lightning dude he jack, is not i don't afraid. think he's the lightning uh, i got some facts for you on uh, on uh, jack here uh the name of the joker's alter ego jack napier was created by the filmmakers in the comics the joker was never given a real name and whatever real name he has is yet to be definitively revealed the name jack napier is intended to be a play on the word jackanapes which is a medieval english term for a foolish fellow who resembles an ape uh, as well all the time as, yes, he does. Jack and apes. <laughs> as well as a, a reference to Alan Napier, who played Alfred in the television show Batman in 1966. Oh. Robin Williams was offered the role of the Joker when Jack Nicholson hesitated. He had even accepted the role when producers approached Nicholson again and told him Williams would take the part if he didn't. Nicholson took the role and Williams was released. Williams resented being used as bait and not only refused to play the Riddler in Batman Forever, but also refused to be involved in any Warner Brothers production until the studio apologized. That's baller. Dude, That's Robin the kind Williams. Of shit you can do when you're Robin Williams. I was going to say that story, the story about how you didn't want the genie using the, the poster, right? But then they used it and he's like, fuck you, I won't do it anymore. Like, you want to talk about a guy who was ride or die. Robin Williams, he, he had his word and his word was bond. And if you broke it, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's why it sucks that Cool Greg's dead to him for not renting his movie that one time. Exactly. exactly. You got served. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we get the whole setup there for uh, uh, Jack and Alicia uh, and Grissom, too. Uh, from there, we go back to the crime scene where these uh, – man, all of Gotham PD and medical is out for these two junkies who got the shit beat off of by Batman, right? Eckert's there, and who shows up uh, but uh, uh, Arliss. Arliss shows up. Remember yeah, Arliss? Arliss from yeah. HBO. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I right. loved Arliss, man. Yeah, so Knox shows up. He's a reporter for the Gotham Globe, right? Or is it Gazette? I forget. That doesn't matter. Uh, he, for the Gotham paper, he shows up and he's like, he's got his tape recorder too, and he's just like running around. He's like, Eckert, Eckert, is this is this more Batman shit? What is this? Is like the eighth sighting in a while? And he's like, this isn't fucking Batman, dude. And at the same time, they roll one of the junkies' mind. He's like, that guy just like a bat almost killed me. Help, help. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh man, that's a bat. Kill me. <laughs> but he also, right here. This whole sequence, Eckert has the worst ADR I've seen in a long Jen, time. Again, movie. Jen looked at me and was like, "Did they have to record this all later?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess you couldn't you couldn't hear him through his fucking cigar the first time." Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it's a, noticeably bad. It just sounded a, really bad. <laughs> there's a couple oh, of production things that happen in this movie, not the least of which was that even last night I was like, "God, this movie's so dark." It's so hard to see some of these scenes. I, I was like fiddling around with the contrast on my TV for a long time. I don't know if they, I don't know which point, what you guys watched it on, but I watched it on HBO Max and they're, they're, uh, it was not very good on my TV. I got the 4K UHD and it was not dark at all. Oh, I saw an HBO, but I had it fine. I thought it looked good. Yeah, I finally I turned on, on my TV, I turned on the sort of, um, 
uh, what what's the word I'm looking at? like compression the volume sort of stabilizer to where it oh, like brings the, the lows higher yeah. and the highs lower or whatever because when there are scenes of dialogue in this movie they are so quiet and then yeah. the action, and then I had to raise my volume to like 45 and then action happens like fuck down to 25 like it was this the audio mix is all I, over see, the place. See I don't remember it being like that. I think that's just HBO. I think they fucked up the audio mix on this cuz I watched it on fuck Netflix HBO. like 2 months ago and it was totally fine. You watched it 2 months ago? Yeah, I watch this movie like every 5 6 months. I uh <laughs> I watched it on HBO Max on my TV. I didn't notice any issue with the brightness. I actually also just got a like a new speaker system and that's thank god like i couldn't watch anything on amazon without having this the like, amazon's the worst yeah the They're audio the at 100 percent. now i'm down to 50 percent and i can somebody at amazon was up. like it just has the worst hearing ever and they're doing yeah. all of the mixes They're like yeah, lower amazon the talking movie. i want to hear the explosions more yeah. Yeah. Lower the <laughs> you want that explosion to punch <laughs> yeah god damn it amazon so Knox is like, oh man, I got a fucking hot scoop here, and he's like, eh. and so then uh, Eckert though sees uh, Nicholson down at the end of an alleyway. He walks down there, and Jack's like, here's your fucking lunch or whatever, and tosses him a sandwich full of bread, and it's it both bread slices, Andy, and then actual money, and he's like, oh, why don't you broadcast it? And he's like, nobody fucking cares that we're crooked. Nobody cares. Gotham's gone to hell. There is no justice. Fuck off. And they escalate a bit, and you know he's like, you're a piece of shit, and he does say that. You're a piece of shit, Napier, and he's like, yeah. I mean, you should shut the fuck up. You know, Grissom's not going to be in charge forever. And he's like, what, he's going to put you in charge? And he says, what, you're an A number one nut boy. <laughs> yeah, you're an A. But he says, but, but, but in the only line that he actually enunciates, it's this when he goes, you are an A number one nut boy. And I'm like, why the hard T? Was he saying something? That's that he, one thing Tim Burton gave him. One thing Tim Burton gave him. Give hard T. Let me go hard uh, on the nut. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> I want to see how long we can have the pregnant balls on the nut. At that point, uh, Jack uh, shoves Eckert. He falls into the wall. He pulls his gun, and Bob, Jack's right hand man, love pops it. up right there. And that's this is like such a dope scene. I think of like blocking, where at I no point it. is Jack Nicholson worried or Jack Napier is he worried? Nor does does he move right? Like Bob just whoop, and Bob's just in literally as his right hand with the I gun drawn to. He's I'm like, going to right now, Bob Bob's MVP, you know what MVP. I mean? Wow. Really, really fucking mm-hmm. tragic death where Joker just shoots him in the street for almost yeah. no reason. Yeah, it wasn't Bob's fault. I love, Bob's I love no. the lines here, too, where he's like, think about the future. He's like, you got to think about the future, right? And that's always that's uh, er, uh, echoed later. And I also want to give a shout out to the costume design here where he's wearing very similar clothes to what he in, in, wears um, toward the end of the movie with the Joker, except he's in all black in this. And he's got sure. that cool, like, the trench coat like pulled up yeah. and he's just chilling. They're very, very well done. Um, so that's to set that up. That's how we set that up. Um, from there, uh, I think we might get another thing of like, fucking, it's the we're doing an anniversary, and I don't care who stops me. <laughs> All right, fuck off, right. Mary, you suck. I think we go back to the the paper, and, now, and then right? we go to the paper where Knox yeah. walks into the building, and everybody's giving him shit about it of this Batman shit he's so chasing. That he wrote a Batman story, and they buried it on the back page, and yada yada yada. And he's walking around, everybody shitting on him, and then uh, the editorial cartoonist hands him, a, I got a, I got that thing you want. Wanted. and he looks at it and it's it's batman but it's just a it's a bat in a suit with like briefcases yeah. and who is the editorial cartoonist him bob kane bob yes, kane but he actually, he actually wasn't the cartoonist um that was an actor he bob kane did the really? drawing but they couldn't get him for that yeah oh i thought uh, it was i thought him. that too but if you if you look i don't think that's not what bob kane looks like i think bob the kane trivia i saw just said that it was his drawing, drawing. I oh i thought it was he ended, no he ended up doing i think there was a scheduling snafu and then he ended up doing a cameo i think in returns Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
we'll find which, out next which week. is funny because i was like yeah, the, i was right. at first i was like oh man that's bob kane that's so awesome and then Knox turns around and he goes you fucking dick or something yeah, like that yeah. I'm like, oh wow <laughs> yeah. he just talks shit to bob kane <laughs> uh but then he <laughs> you know he's having a bad oh, here we go Hold on. But it's, oh, yeah, you're right. That doesn't yes. look like the guy. Yeah. God so, damn it. Hold on. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble moving stuff around here. It's all right, Kev. Kev, don't no. worry about it. Uh, Knox continues to walk through the newsroom. Everything's bad until he sees a pair of legs on his desk. It's Kim Basinger, Vicky. Hello, Bale. legs. Yes. He walks over there. He actually says it. Flirting with her or whatever. And it, I'll tell you what. This was a, a, a shocking revelation. I don't know if you remember this, Nick Scarpino. Mm. But years ago now, I went down to L.A. to shoot something. And I got, I did rehearsals and I came back to the hotel room and I turned on the TV and what was on but 89 Batman. And I started watching it for the first time, I think, as an adult. Like, I don't think I've seen 89 Batman since my teens. You know what I mean? And I would watch this thing and I'm like, holy shit. Did Taylor Swift time travel and play this role? Or did Kim Basinger, young Kim Basinger, come forward in time and become Taylor Swift? Because she mm, looks so much like Taylor Swift in some of these hairstyles and stuff. I They're very similar. I, I, I love Kim Basinger in this movie. I oh, think yeah. she fucking nails Vicky Vale. I like the character. I like everything they put her in style-wise. I think it's great. Man, I hated the Vicky Vale story so much. Everything with her and Knox feels like it's a distraction from the movie itself. It's just like, to me, is the problem of the pacing of all of this. I enjoyed it. Uh, of course, Knox <laughs> walks over and is like, hey, yeah, what are you doing here? And she's like, hey, I'm Vicky Vale. And he's like, oh, you just did that thing for time, right? And she's like, yeah, but I'm interested in fats. I like fats. And she's like, oh, you're here for the Batman story that I'm chasing. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. This is Pulitzer surprise or Pulitzer plot prize stuff. And she's like, yeah, it is. And so we're a dynamic duo now. We're going to find the Batman. We're going to do all this stuff. I'll show you around town. I'll continue to flirt with you, even though you're not interested in that way. But he doesn't really cross the line. So good for him. Um, great. Uh, from there, then we're off to Grissom's uh, uh, actual thing. And who is Jack Grissom? Nick Scarpino? Jack Palance. Oh, the late, great Jack, Jack Palance. Palance. Curly City, City Slickers last week. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> remember when he won that Oscar after City Slickers and did one-handed push-ups on the stage? And everyone yeah, like, remember when, forever, and then he died. Remember when everyone gave him shit because they were like, wow, he said he crapped bigger than Billy Crystal on stage. But And everyone, and then people who were like, did you watch City Slickers? Because that's like one of the best lines in the movie. And everyone's like, oh, no, I guess I should shut the fuck up. Man, just, just don't remember that something, part of it. something that will just make you realize how old you actually are is that Jack yeah. Pounce is born in 1919. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I think there's a there's a piece of trivia where I guess Tim Burton and Jack Pounce like didn't. I guess Tim Burton was super intimidated by Jack Pounce for obvious reasons because he had done yeah. like a hundred movies by that. He was like, I, there's there's a piece of trivia I remember where he said he was like. um Pounce is hard of hearing, and then when Tim Burton's like, "Hey, we got to get you up," he's like, "Listen, boy, I've done I like over a hundred films. How many have you done? Shut the fuck up!" And like walked away. But I guess he liked he cast him as um, Grissom because he was like Jack Pounce is the only person that can actually be Jack Nicholson's boss. Like, there's no other actor on the that's, planet that's that would funny. be believable as that's being cool as hell. Around, yeah. So yeah, we, in later when he dies. Oh, we're not there yet. We're not lose, baby. It's a little area. <laughs> Uh, instead here, yeah, we're the setup of, hey, you know what? Uh, well, Jack uh, Napier's there. He's in the number two. Everybody's there. Uh, he, Napier's playing with his cards because he does this card tricks or whatever. Um, and uh, Jack Palance Grissom is like, listen, it's time. We're getting set up here. There's going to be a whole thing going now with the chemicals, Axis chemicals. Why it wasn't Ace, I don't remember. I know there's a line about that. Do you, uh, there's history about that. Do you have that, Tim, in your – I don't, but I thought period? that was weird too. Why did he do uh, this? Okay, I think it was part of his speech, right? Where are we showing it right now? The Oscars of him doing push-ups on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was one of those things of like I forget, but it, it was basically I'm not that old. I'm not too old to play stuff. I think people mm -hmm. were like there was you know commentary that he was old. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, there's people who are going to do this, but we got to stop them. How are we going to stop them? And he leaves the door open for Napier to be like, I think we should just go there, fuck the place up, get the paperwork, and get out, make it look like business business espionage. And they're like, that's a great plan. I want you to lead it. And, and in the middle of this, by the way, um, Alicia had come through and made eyes. And she was like, hey, whatever, into Jack Palance. But then she also made eyes at Jack Nicholson. And then he also saw and uh, Grissom saw it. On top of that, I should point out that when uh, they roughed up non-Harvey Bullock Eckert, uh, he was like, where are you sleeping at night, or where are you laying your head at night? Been spending like your that. nights, yeah. And so it was like, it's like it's like the worst kept secret that he's fucking this girl, which is a dumb thing to do when you got a crime boss. Is a, not is smart. A, yeah, and so uh, they're like, "Great plan. We love your plan, Jack." And that's great. And then everybody leaves except Jack. And Grissom's like, "Listen, you are my number one guy." God. He tells him, "I need you to go do this. I need you, you you need to go run this uh, operation for me. You need to be there." He's like, "Ah, fuck." And he tries to get I out. Hated, of it. I hated the way he said that line. <laughs> the number one guy. Just- it was so like overdone. Classic. It was so overdone. Classic line. Um, uh, yeah, that's why he makes fun of it later. Where I think yeah. I think I don't know yeah. if think that was written in the script. I think Nicholson just did it, and he was like, "I'm just gonna fucking do my Palance impression right now," and it worked. You, I'm on number one Again. guy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, so it was he just fucking with him. Nicholson. Yeah. Once Nicholson becomes Joker, I have to imagine Tim Burton was like, "You no longer need direction. Just yep, do whatever the it, fuck yeah. you have want fun, to do." Have fun out there. Yeah um so from there we go to wayne manor it's a gala raising money i think for the 200th gala right it's never really drawn home but they're doing a gala yeah, so everybody's they're putting, there they're checks and they're donating yeah they're <laughs> drinking they're rolling the dice they're doing the things there hey uh, hey bada bing oh my god man hey what are you gonna <laughs> do uh, rolling the dice hey. mickey vale and knox show up uh how they got an invite nobody knows nobody cares uh they walk in though she got an invite and... by being cool right yeah she's cool like, advice. it seemed she had the invite because he was like there was a moment where they're at his desk and he's like, well, the the mayor's going to be here. And she and she's like, well, yeah, cool. like, you had invites. And she pulls them my out. Invite. She goes, here you go. I got them because I'm badass. Nobody asked how she got that, huh? Because well, she's she was Vail, like a bro. famous photographer. You just how get how do you get into Comic-Con parties? Enough. I'm always mystified that you get into Comic-Con parties, Greg, but apparently you're famous enough. That's he true. knows Mike. That's true. I know Mike. Yeah, go get Mike. Uh, so they she they get there, and she immediately asks a random person, hey, do you know which one of these guys is Bruce Wayne? He's like, no, guess what, though? It's Michael Keaton. It is Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is some great stuff that ha- starts happening here. With uh, He's watching her, and he signs the check, and then he has a pen. He doesn't know, he try, he doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and he sticks it in the planter, and Alfred immediately grabs it. And then he takes <laughs> a drink of champagne, and he goes to put it on a hard surface, and immediately, Alfred immediately grabs it. Like, just fun stuff right there. I, I, I really him. like his uh, interpretation of Bruce. I, I think that, like, he kind it's of... Weird- one and I appreciate that. Yeah, he kind of plays it like this kind of fish out of water dude that it, it you know. He doesn't belong in either world. Yeah, but can also be weird. randomly really, really spontaneous and like super like showing off his rich. And, yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we do like, get more yeah. of that. We do get more of that on the first date, which I think is uh, a okay. really good way yeah. to show kind of who well, he is, and nice. and also sort of the the really nice relationship between he and Alfred, where it's it is this very nice family sort of uh, back and forth they have. Well, I like the flex later in the armory where he's like, I wonder where this came from. He goes, it's Japanese. How do you know that? Because I bought it in Japan. So cool. My my favorite flex is and like reaction is when like he introduces himself and he's like, hey, I'm I'm Knox. Uh, Can you give me a a grant? Uh, And later he's like, "Uh, and give him a grant. 
It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. It's awesome. it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And it's also that like encyclopedia, a little bit of Batman thing where he's like, all right, yeah. And by the way, they need this in the front room. A woman named Mrs. Beverly or whatever needs this. And then, yeah, can you get Knox a grant as they walk away? Yeah. I hope they did. Um, but before all of that, uh, the commissioner is rolling dice with the mayor and Harvey, Bo- or Harvey Dent eventually rolls up. But Knox is there with his tape recorder being an asshole asking all these questions about the Batman. Nobody wants to ask about the Batman, but they're also not straight up denying the Batman. Um, but while this is happening, a police officer walks over to Gordon and he's like, oh, I forgot. I skipped this. Sorry. Once uh, uh, Grissom gave Jack the job and was like, all right, you need to take care of this. And he left. He immediately called the p- police story. He's like, get me Eckhart. And he was going to tell him it was a setup. You know what I mean? So now the police officer walks over to Commissioner Gordon. He's like, come with me, Commissioner. We got to talk. And he's like, hey, there, there's a thing going down at Access Chemical about Grissom's men. He's like, who's on it? Eckhart. He goes, uh, what is it? Like, oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Or something like, Why do you have this guy in the fucking payroll, Commissioner? Well, I guess everyone's. Maybe- everybody's kid, you know yeah anyways uh so they run off uh this is the scene we just talked about yeah where they're in the armory uh Knox and vicky looking through all this shit making fun of the rich or whatever uh yeah going through all this stuff in this scene he's king of the wickerman and then uh uh yeah bruce comes up from behind i bought it in japan he makes the introductions they talk a little bit there alfred enters the scene uh, the commissioner just left. All right, that's great. No, the commissioner just left. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I need to go. I, I think this way would be a better this way to go. Yeah. Thank you very much. Totally and then yeah, the grant and all that stuff. And then he leaves. And yeah, you know, Knox is like the rich. Like they, they get to be this weird. They have the privilege of being this weird or whatever. Totally. And it cuts you know. back and you see all the cameras just filming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which was well, a I think creepy thing that didn't... how aloof Bruce can be. But like it's in their world, like whatever. He's just some rich, weird playboy weird see not, I, uh, not the christian bale rich playboy weirdo of a million right. models in this he's a weirdo who lives in this huge mansion and has all this weird shit and we really don't know mu- that much about which is weird and obviously they don't know shit about him because she's yeah, like exactly. i wonder what happened in that alleyway yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, right. i don't know and in every other world like the death of martha and bruce or and, and thomas wayne deal. is like a huge deal yeah, like a turning point so in this one everything's just obscure but i do want to shout out the fact that he i think he has great chemistry with with kim basinger and i love this moment where she's like where she's like, he's like, oh, sorry, hi, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. She goes, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure this time? And yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 pretty sure. This time I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, this time I'm uh, sure. So, yeah, to your point, Nick, we get then get this, them looking at the mirror, but then we go through the mirror and see all these cameras in in this one room. You're like, that's weird. But then we go to the Batcave and find out there's cameras everywhere, everywhere. right? The reason yeah. Bruce is doing this is so he has intel on everything that's going on in Gotham a little bit. Right. And eventually, yeah, he has the exact same shot that we had as the viewer <laughs> of the commissioner talking to the police officer. That shit always drives me crazy. I know. Uh, get a fucking different shot can you not just put a camera up in there you know my 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 biggest pet peeve is when you're watching security footage and the shot cuts there's an edit in the shot to like a closer shot i'm like you guys didn't even fucking try yeah here we hear the the entire conversation of yeah this thing's going on over at access chemicals and i asked this before tim do you have anything on this i'm sorry i okay no Mm -hmm. i forget there is a reason why I remember there being some reason why they didn't call it Ace, but I can't remember what it Maybe was. Maybe it was a prior, I, I tried to look into it. I didn't thing. see anything. Ace Hardware was like, you fucking better not. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> we're the place with the hardware folk. Wait, we don't want our the... chemical business going down. Ace is the place of the... What's the, what's their slogan? I feel like Andy from, from The Office right now. Uh, break me off a piece of that. Kick it. I can't think <laughs> of the Ace slogan. Oh, my God. Somebody will get I a chat. Never heard of um, it. So yeah, okay. We like we already know it's it's popping off at the Axis Chemical. They're over there, whatever. So now we jump to Axis Chemical. Uh, yeah, Napier and his crew are going in. Uh, they're cutting through stuff on the outside. Uh, Eckert's bringing in the cops. He's like, all right. They're passing out flyers like on the spot too. Like, I, I don't know if this is how police work, SWAT work technically works, where right? you get there and there's a hard copy of who we're here to kill. But he's like basically kill him too. 
Uh, and so then we cut back in. They open Shoot. the vault or the little safe. Nothing's in there. And Napier and me are like, we've been set up, boys. Like, very fucking gangster. I love it. Uh, they leave and immediately it's like, freeze, motherfucker. Ah, oh, God. And there's like, pew, 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 and everybody's running around and <laughs> chemicals and like, but they're in shootouts with the cops and they're just fucking these, these, these tanks full of acid. And shit these cops, up. like, such reckless abandoned. Just yeah. like, we don't care where we are. We don't know what our surroundings are, but we're just going to shoot everything in this goddamn place. And there's green Chemical liquid player. spilling out. There's <laughs> green liquid spilling out. They're wearing like leather, guys. Is, it's impenetrable. This is a moment where it really shows this movie, like how old it is, where it's like the action is so stiff and it's literally sure. guys going, you know, and just shooting without moving across the thing. But yeah. also, it looked really cool. Like these pipes everywhere with the green liquid coming out, the leather outfits that they're wearing. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I like the I like the I like the blocking of this. And again, yeah, it's an '89 movie. I mean, you, you, if you contrast this with like Batman ripping through the fucking floor in uh, Batman v Superman, it's gonna feel very very old and dated. But I like how all of these these shots are composed because to me, when you're looking at them, they kind of they do sort of film like feel like they jumped out of a comic cell. Um, and I just also want to give a shout out to the lighting in this, which is there is not a soft light in this entire movie, save for maybe one or two moments with Vicky Vale in her apartment. Everything else is just a fucking hard, direct noir light with mm. just a shit ton of backlight and just one fill. That's it. Everything is lit for, like darkly. And, I, and, and it's very, very cool. So all this shit starts happening, and on top of that now, Gordon shows up. He walks in. He grabs Eckert's megaphone. He's like, what the fuck? How, who authorized this? And he's like, I want him alive. And then he goes to hand the megaphone back to Eckert, but Eckert's slinked away, right? Because he's like, oh, jigs up. I got to get out of Gotham City. Uh, from here, the shootout continues, but eventually the one and only Cape Crusader, Batman, enters the picture, and he just starts fucking dudes up. He, he, uh, he The one guy shoots at him and misses, but he shoots his grappling hook into his shoulder, and then that guy falls over the side, and Batman holds him up. And this is the I, another great, iconic thing, I think, of Gordon walking in, looking up, and seeing him just going, oh my god. god like, you know yeah. what I mean? Of like, the rumors are true. There's yeah. this fucking guy dressed as a bat fucking people up right now. And so that's this continues for a while. We get that other uh, thing that I think Kevin showed earlier, or maybe that was in pre-show or whatever, of Keaton doing like the hard fucking oh, flex, like knocking into that dude's face, face yeah. comes around. Jack Nicholson's on the run still. He gets an axe at one point and just starts fucking hacking into these things and green liquid and acid is pouring out everywhere. It's fucking chaos in here, Tim. Starts you know pulling what I mean? levers and all that stuff. And yeah, exactly. papers go everywhere, which I always thought was a good practical effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is just going on. People are getting killed at both sides of the law. You know what I mean? Uh, then Napier uh, is running around and he sees Gordon. And he's like, oh, here we go. And he picks up his gun. He's like, eh, he's going to kill Gordon. Uh, Batman drops in. He gets the kicks the gun out of his hand or whatever, I think. Forget it. Yeah. doesn't really matter, right? Uh, he grabs Nicholson. He's got him. He lifts him up or whatever. And this is when Bob uh, is like, Bob, down the, I'm sorry, what? Once I, again, I MVP. love. You're back to being a robot. You're back to being a robot. Again. Nick, what did you say? Um, I love. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, guys. I, I don't know why it's doing that automatically. I have it actually turned off. Um, I love Nicholson's response to him because it's the first time he sees him. He turns around as he's being lifted up. He goes, Oh God. Like he just, yeah, it's yeah. such a great and genuine, like what the fuck is happening to me right now? And then he composes himself as he gets put like, and then Keaton just puts him back down slowly and smiles Bob down there is like, drop him or I'll ice Gordon. Cause he's right. got the gun pointed at his head. So Batman, and so he just puts, him down. puts him down. Uh, yeah. Nicholson picks up his gun and turns around to shoot Batman, but Batman's already gone. He's oh. like, that's fucking weird. Uh, then he sees Eckert and he's like, Hey Eckert. And I forget what he says. What does he think say? about the future? 
Yeah, damn, Nick, yeah. You're, you fucking know this I movie. Like, I know. Nick fucking, knows this movie, bro. Shoots his ass. Shoots him fucking Think dead the right there, right? And then that's Batman was going to let him go. And now he's like, not a fucking chance. So he comes back down, kicks the gun back out of his. Or no, no yeah, no, no, he goes to shoot. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm confused. I'm confused. He uh, uh, Jack turns and shoots at Batman, but he reflects it with his Wonder Woman bracelets, bounces it off a dial on <laughs> like the fucking acid container back into Jack's face, hits him. He's like, ah! He goes over the side of the fucking thing, but he grabs on. He's over the giant vat of chemicals. Uh, Batman reaches down. Jack's face is shot through both cheeks. Uh, he, they grab his hand, but he just slides out of his hand and falls. Again, though, really great ver- use of the shadow here. We're even hanging over. They obscure like Batman's actual mouth, so he doesn't look. He, he has that look of Batman. Anyways, I digress. I, I would I would say that in this movie, Joker slash Jack's biggest like most impressive talent is falling over the edge of stuff and not dying he really does have a hit at the end of because at the end of this die. movie i'm like how did this motherfucker do any of this <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows how that. athletic he is all right everyone yeah. knows how athletic jack nicholson is so it's pretty a, such upper body string uh <laughs> so he falls in the chemicals batman's up there and then gordon's like freeze and then everybody starts moving in and i, I love the thing where he turns to move and it, there's a cop there turns back and sees the shadow and he does this little step back into frame like he leaves frame and then comes back to the frame uh this is though he repels out gets out of there all hell breaks right, pop smoke right. first though yeah, and i, I love that because so he does that a, a bunch of times he uses all the batman tech and he goes he just pops it and then we see it from gordon's perspective where he's like don't fucking tell anyone about this like don't don't let this get out at all because i do not know what to make about it. and he's saying that as the smoke's billowing around batman and you see him rise up out of it yeah, 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 yeah. it's dope uh we get we get a cool shot of him on top of the uh, the building with the axis sign and then yeah uh we then cut to as you're talking about don't let the news get out of it we go back to the gotham gazette uh and there it's knocks on the phone trying to get a statement about all this and the, the official oh, i actually i skipped it of course uh there's the joker hand coming out of the uh, the yeah, the, in, yeah in that the great such a comic out. book such a comic book moment totally. where it just holds on it for just too long where you're like yeah. <laughs> there's a hand yeah, it's, it's still there like, yeah, it's still there. there and you see the greed and, and then you're like it's still there and it's also it. not really a human hand. I don't like it's yeah, it looks like hand. it's like it's clay or something. No, not clay. It, it looks like it, it looks yeah, it just looks like a sculpture of something. Yeah. Like, a, well, like so they had to that, like was it because it, it wasn't was, moving or anything. There was no like hands like doing anything. It was just like a, a, just a static, like here's this thing that we made it, it in just, the what did you want special effects thing. Yeah. I know now why you cry. Yeah. That would help. <laughs> oh man, that's such a good uh, scene. <laughs> Gotham Gazette. Knox is on the phone. The official story is that Napier c- committed suicide. He's like, "Can I get that on the record?" They it's hang up suicide. on him, of course. Um, Vicky Vale's there. She's got a map with all the stuff on it of like where the Batman sightings have been. Maybe he's got like a flight pattern. They're trying to crack this code. And Knox is like, "Well, you know, we could try to crack it tonight over dinner." She's like, "I actually have a date with Bruce Wayne." And he's like, Damn. "Well, be careful, guy. Like, oh, he's creepy sucks, or whatever." Bro. He kind of turns into <laughs> a douchebag, huh? Get fucked, idiot. What Knox? Yeah, I mean that well, one. That one scene or the entire. No, way no. Afterwards, too, where he's like, he keeps calling her out, like, "Oh, we're you hanging out with the thing." Well, I'm doing work, and it's like, well, well, he's I mean, she kind of does. Really she kind of just gives up on the work. You know what I mean? And yeah. she really also, gives up on the work. Okay, so really, it, it, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call out Vicky Vale for being slightly unprofessional, but she did. He is the story, and she did decided to go on a date with him, and then fall in love with him, and then probably in, the in my brain, she doesn't know he's Batman. No, she has no idea. No, but I mean, like, she's, she's wasn't didn't they go? Well, I guess that's true. I guess she went to the thing for to get closer yet. to the Batman. She doesn't right. understand that it's the same. To thing. She hasn't, the mayor, right. she yeah, hasn't sacrificed her journalistic ethics. And you actually you know what? Now that you make a good point, Kevin, I rescind my comments because she you. bails on Knox at the end because she is too close to the story. That's why she leaves the world of photojournalism at the Gazette behind. Great job, Kevin. That's a great point. You've done a great job making Anytime. it. What a journalist. 
Uh, anyways, though, they're at the date and they're at the manor and they're at the long table. And this is where you get some of that comedic stuff. I like a lot. Uh, this this is table, another... it was lacking a lot of food, Greg. Food that they could have yeah. made from HelloFresh. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip the trips to the grocery store and make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Uh, Gia's been making me a ton of this. She made some pork chops recently, and man, they changed my life. HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. Uh, HelloFresh offers so many delicious options every week to help you break out of your recipe rut and try new things. They deliver pre-portioned ingredients so you're not overbuying, which is a burden on the planet and your wallet. So help out the planet and your wallet. Uh, keeping your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order? That sounds like a fantastic idea. Why would you not want to do that? Uh, HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever and has taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe, including contactless delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and team members' wellness checks. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash 80morning and use code 80morning to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. That's HelloFresh.com slash 80morning. Next up, shout out to ExpressVPN. There are a ton of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a couple of them, and you may have even used a VPN before. But if you want to do some research here, you want to find out what's the best you're going to go with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheaper free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN, they're not about that. Uh, they developed a technology called Trusted Server uh, that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. Second, let's talk about some speed. This is the fastest you're going to get. Uh, the last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click one button to connect. It's so easy. Even your grandparents can use it. And hey, I don't know about you, but my grandparents, they weren't that smart. So that's a good selling point. Protect yourself with the VPN and trust that it's going to work out for you. Use the link expressvpn.com slash morning today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash morning. Once again, visit expressvpn.com slash morning to learn more. And finally, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out. That could be hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows that you're more than just your credit score, and they offer smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Uh, Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate, and it's just a soft pull, so it won't affect your credit score. The Credit score. The hard pull only happens if you accept your rate. One of my friends recently did this, and it totally simplified uh, the money he owes, and now it's all in one place, and it's much easier to keep your, your head wrapped around that. Uh, see why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot, and hurry over to upstart.com slash morning to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash morning. A package of double out. All right, so now, yeah, we have the scene that doesn't have enough food on the table, but it's because they're doing courses, of course, Tim. Come on. And so, yeah, the soup's there, and is it good? What? The table's really long. It's a funny gag, right? Can I get the salt? Yeah, and he walks the salt down, and he sits, he goes all the way back and sits down. He's like, do you ever, do you like, do you, or do, do you like this room? And he's like, yeah, I like it a lot. And he looks around, and he's like, I think it's the first time I've ever been in this room. I do love, you get- 
I love that line. That's my favorite it's line so of the whole movie. That's my it's favorite. Such a good line. That's my no, it is. His delivery no, it is perfect. His delivery, yeah. Well, there's lots of really. I'll good write down. Do you, the, you want me? I'll write down. Write down right now. Write my favorite line down. Hold on. Right, because you know exactly what it is. Right? I know exactly yeah. what it is. I was so. I was. When this we got is to my, last this time, is my so second favorite line in this movie, and I love it okay. because you can yeah. tell it's totally an improv by Keaton, where he's like, "Come to think of it, I don't think I've ever been in this room," which is such a silly and funny and charming thing to say for obviously he grew up in the house. He knows what the room is. Tim, they've got what what you and I refer to as chemistry. You know, when we get out there and we're just doing our thing, Taco and Bell, love and sex stuff, boom, 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 everything's firing. That's what they've got in this yep. scene. Keaton and Kim. I love that it cuts to them and they're having dinner with Alfred, where they're in yeah. the they're in the the kitchen yeah. and it's and he's it's telling stories. it's just very yeah he's servant quarters it's yeah. yeah it's great his servant yeah. quarters are bigger than and my there apartment. There was Master Booth with his pony and me laid out across the back with a sprained ankle. Uh yeah and ah ha ha and he goes to he's he's like leave all this impression. I'll get it in the morning I'm going to bed or whatever he they leave or he leaves and she's like oh he's lovely and he's like yeah i love you and like, they start talking about family a little bit right of it and he's like yeah he, he's the only family i have right he doesn't go into the the hurt and the pain of seeing the waynes gunned down in that alleyway but uh he alludes to the fact that that's all there is for him uh from there we cut away to uh the shitty ass plastic surgeon back alley plastic surgery where uh there's he the doctor I don't know why you gotta be mean. You see what you I have to work with. Had, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it's Jack Nicholson, though, the Jack Napier there, who was about to be reborn as the Joker. Uh, also, a great fucking Simpsons, uh, uh, you know, play off of this one when Lisa gets braces. That's one of my favorite, like, you know, Simpsons <laughs> jokes they pull from this movie. But <laughs> mirror, mirror. And he gets the mirror and he starts, he starts seeming to cry, but he's actually laughing. He smashes the mirror and he walks out and it's the birth of a monster right nick we never see yeah. him the light bulbs creepily swinging back and forth we don't well, we don't really know what we're about it, to right? get yeah he, yeah, smashed, yeah he like pops up and just slams the light leaving it in darkness and then you just hear there there are moments that the sound design in this movie is so haunting and so good and this is one of those where as he's walking up the steps laughing it's echoes as bruce wayne and vicky vale are walking up the steps too so we see again a lot of that some of some of those cutting and some of that visual storytelling of like they're both always headed in the same direction which is like up toward each other and there's like that that duality of of the Joker Batman relationship is there, but Nicholson's haunting laugh mm-hmm. is just so good in this. Uh yeah, but then now it's uh, uh Bruce and Vicky on the stairs. Uh, Vicky is drunk. Bruce isn't, and he makes a comment of like, "Oh, if I have one drink, I'm flying." She's I'm like, flying. "What's wrong with flying?" But it's also I saw you drink wine at the table, I, and I I specifically looked for this so you should be fine mr wayne uh but there it's it doesn't seem like a taken advantage of situation they both entered each other and as she will tell you later she loved him from the moment she saw him but they start making out on the Wait, stairs and they continue their way he, up he wasn't drinking because like to keep himself able to he's go and yeah, yeah be i guess he has to go right? be batman okay. that was the whole point yeah okay i'm telling you i saw him drink a glass of wine you can no, go back yeah, and but like it. you can right. drink a glass of wine and you know look at this batman. i could great like, okay, i'll, I'll, I'll shotgun a lacroix in the back of this i'll shotgun a lacroix in the back of this episode and i'll be fine all right you need to get on the train to busan i don't think you understand what lacroix is it's alcohol i'm drunk right now uh so then anyways that they go upstairs and then we go back to grissom's office where he's got the very revealing cool robe or whatever uh and he's pouring him or he's getting ready to pour himself a drink he's fucking Wait, why is his it table. revealing this is what nick was talking about earlier it's a very uh, flowy Tim robe. was talking about that wasn't he or was somebody it? was somebody on this I, fucking I show one I of the white the, people on I this liked... show was talking about it being a revealing robe right Andy? i said that i like the robe. kevin said it i said i liked it i never said revealing i said i, I <laughs> that's I, a big 
Kevin's a big fan of robes that may or may not be showing his manhood to the entire public. That's not what's going on. I just, it just looks like a very comfortable robe. And I, very you know, did your dads ever wear a robe? Was that a thing going on like no. that? No. My buddy Stu's dad used to wear a robe, and he also used to wear a robe with the um, the leather slippers, which oh. was was kind of gross because he was like a little pasty and would always walk around and be like, I think we're always just this close to seeing it. You know, the it's first like, time I saw a robe in person was just one that was supplied to us when we went to go to Disney World when I was like in middle school. I was like, oh, bro, like I've seen Ropes these movies before. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. My, my might dad wore a rope pretty yeah, much exclusively dad. and only Number a robe. Oh. Hmm. Number one crane operator, Greg Miller, he wore a robe, but he wore underwear underneath it too. But I remember oh. like Christmas mornings, he'd be in there, like, you know, with this cup of coffee while we, we, I open, well, we all open presents. I digress. Um, I saw my anyways. dad's dick fucking flopping oh, around stop. daily. God. He had no shame. God, I appreciate it. Nothing to be ashamed about either. Throw it out there, maybe. Anyways, uh, this Grissom conversation. Let's make up some time. We're taking our time. This is one of our classic interviews. Uh, The Grissom conversation. He thinks it's Alicia. It's not. Or Sugar Bumps. Uh, It's not. It's Jack Nicholson. It's Jack Napier there. Uh, I like this bit of acting from Jack Palance here where uh, he realizes the jig's up and he knows what's about to happen, but he's already got the drink and he just like kind of gives one of these, like, I'm going to still drink this, right? And then finishes it and puts it down. And then he futzes yeah. for the gun and Nicholson's like, don't even fucking bother. Like, why would you do this, right? Uh, and then he's got that great line of like, he let you kill me over a woman, right? Like, it's like such to him such a frivolous thing or whatever. Uh, then he lights him up though, shoots him a bunch. Does the, Oh, he reveals himself as the Joker, by the way, too. Like, oh, and he makes the thing great, about it. It's a great line where he's like, your life won't be worth spit. And he goes... I've already. He's like, I've been dead once. once. It's liberating. liberating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, and, and then you don't see it. Like, in, in, depending on the cut you look at, like mine again, the transfer is really dark. I remember watching other cuts where you can sort of make out his face, but as he steps in the light and he says, like, takes a hat off and goes, "I'm Joker," and th- it's a perfect choreography, and then just wastes yeah. him, just empties the clip into him and has fun with it. Yeah, the, the lighting is super great in, in this anyway. Like, I think even if it is super dark, you can get a little glimpse at this really like unsettling sort of face and you know something's fucked up with him and it's it's really good when he finally reveals it they said they had to find and you'll appreciate this the right shade of white for the joker makeup because if it was too white when they lit it it would just wash out his face so it actually Uh had to be like when they had to do like tests and screen tests to see what which color off white would work well and read as white but still let you see the dimensions in his face because otherwise it would have just been floating lips in a sea of like white i would have loved that they never put human uh, like uh, jack nicholson skin makeup color on top of the joker's face it's the most uncomfortable thing i've ever seen as a kid it it broke my brain i did not understand what was happening and my mom tried to explain it so many times like no his face is the white he has to put on and i'm like what they were were saying that that was extremely difficult for them to figure out makeup wise of how to when it would wash off that it only washes off the one layer yeah i bet bet that's that's insane um meanwhile back at the wayne manor vicky vale wakes up and michael keaton's hanging upside down like a bat from his thing his little gravity boots there this Why? is a weird one so it's, a, it's what people you used know, to do it's in the 90s those were very popular too. they were popular they're hanging yeah. and stretching you yourself do some, stop. some doctor research. somewhere was stop. like no it's true i've no, sat true. in one of those they're yeah. very comfortable Cool, they actually cool. they decompressed your spine. How come i haven't seen it in any other movie it had to be in the batman movie well because it fit in that one you know what i mean Got it. Okay. I'm going to order you one of these and I'm going to have Gia put you in it. All right. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I would be as good of a Batman as Michael Keaton. That's a terrible idea. Wow. No, you wow. Could not I want people to quote that and send it to Michael Keaton and see what he says. 
Tim I already Bell saw that there's a quote here in the chat from uh, Jay Winham that is, quote, my grandparents were morons and my dad had a huge dick, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> These are all facts, guys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she sees that. It's weird. We go back to Grissom's office. Uh, Joker's there. He sees the paper. It's covered in blood, but he sees the paper. And he's talking about Gotham. And he sees the paper and he's like, oh, man, wait till they get a load of me. Great line because he's pissed off. Batman's already getting more headlines. And he goes like this. He goes, whoop, whoop. And then just starts laughing. Crazy! This guy's crazy. I love him. I I really like like the the Joker being mad that Batman's getting more attention than him. That is his whole motivation. It's pretty fucking cool. Batman's got more press than he does. I feel like that's a lot of Joker's motivation. Just period. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, from there, we're back to Wayne Manor. It's morning. Vicky Vale wakes up. Bruce, who fell asleep on the couch, she's like, "Hey, come over to my house today. Let's look at my thing. You know, let's hang." And he's like, "Yes." And he's like, "Wait, no, no, no. I can't do it today." And she's like, "All right, what about tonight?" He's like, "I can't do it tonight either." And she's like, "All right." And he's like, "Actually, I'm going out of town for business. I will message you when I get back, and we can get this back on, get get back to hooking up. You know what I mean?" And she's like, "Cool." So she leaves, and she's like, "On the way out, Alfred's walking out, and he's like, all right, see you.'" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll see you guys when you get back from your big trip." And he's like, "We're not going anywhere. Ha ha, I'm an idiot." And, and God. Fucking right Alfred. into it steps right into it can't even bro. fucking you know come on bro code. Not cover you know what i mean bro code. yeah exactly you know what a str- you know what a difficult day this is for him alfred come the fuck on anyways uh alfred then bounces out uh or no she b- bounces out we then bounce back to jack nicholson the joker jack napier who is now uh called a meeting of all the crime heads to be like guess what grissom's given me full control and this is where he is with the, the awkward you know human face paint on and stuff and he's like i'm in control of this whole That's fucking so shebang creepy. now it's very creepy. And the other guy, uh, what is it, like uh, Ragatoli or something? I yeah. don't know. The, the other guy who the other yeah. former, Rigatoni himself. You can say that and uh, not be offensive. I think if I say it, it's offensive. Uh, he's the other guy there, right? He's like, and what if we don't want to fall in line or whatever? And he's like, we shake hands and you leave. He's like, really? Really? And he gets up and he goes over and he shakes his hand. It's like we talked about earlier. It's the joy buzzer that electrocutes him and burns And him. by the way, do you know the sound effect in this? Do you remember the sound effect? I do, and it sounded like I something think from, it's from Superman. I thought so too. That's yeah. what I thought so too. Yeah, because the the burning uh, on his face Ping. looked looked very uh, uh, reminiscent of the red sun machine too from Superman too. Yeah, that's that might be where it was from. It's that weird like lasery sound effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, he as we already said, he gets reduced to the smoldering body there, right? And he's and he's basically like, everybody else want to say a fucking word. Nobody else wants to say a fucking word. He gets them out of there, and then he has this whole conversation with the body, right? Of like basically the, he's having this and the dead body's like telling him just to kill everybody and, and he does the thing like he straightens his tie like you're talking about and he's like you well, i forget he's like, well, he's like you're, you're a vicious son of a bitch i'm glad you're dead yeah he's i'm glad you're tie. dead i'm glad you're dead <laughs> and he leaves like that yeah but one it's like whoa why is he so fucking crazy right crazy, um tim. he's crazy he's crazy tim right from there do we we from there do we jump to crime alley or am i missing a step probably am I missing, a step? I'm missing it do we no we yeah all right so from there we jump to uh crime alley where yeah. bruce is walking in and vicky's shadowing him she's been after him to figure out what the is real there, story was right? am scene, i missing i'm missing something is there a here. scene where she goes to knock and is like kind of like hey figure out what happened to him is in his past no that's after not yet because she comes alley. and says find out what happened in that alley like yeah. she knows the alley part so i think i'm just missing uh her seeing him or spotting him or whatever i forget or whatever so 
He goes down the alleyway, though. He's got the two roses. He puts them down. There's no, like, big memorial. There's no big thing. Uh, Vicky Vale shadows him after he leaves, immediately goes to the flowers, picks him back up. It's like, all right, clearly he put him there for a reason. Yeah, Come on, respect his respect. Not, I understand he lied to you that there's some stuff going on in your personal relationship. This looks like a one-night stand kind of situation. But clearly, come on now. He put these down. You understand what this is. Everybody understands what, you know, fucking mm-hmm. roses on the ground mean. It means your parents got killed by a bad guy. Um, <laughs> if you, I'll read between lines now. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But then they walk back to the street where at City Hall, uh, Knox is with his tape recorder once again. And he runs up to uh, the stairs, right? And the guy comes out and it's the big fat guy from the crime families. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Grissom has put me in charge of all his affairs. And Knox has some great Knox stuff, I think, here. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, that's a big oh, I'm favor. Sure you have huh? All the paper. Yeah, it's a huge favor. Yeah. You must have been pretty close. I bet you, you do time in elementary school or something. And like, yeah, I'm sure you have all the paperwork to back this up. And while this is happening, like we were talking about earlier, the mimes start coming in and doing all this weird stuff. Bruce is there watching like this conversation I, about the shift in criminal power. Yeah, I like, love the way this scene, this scene, like, at, like uh, progresses because you see a mime and you're like, that's weird. And then you see another mime, you're like, oh. And then you see a third mime, and you're with a guy skating down the thing, and then Bob yeah. pops out, and you're like, oh, shit's about to go yeah, down. Yeah, Bob pops out with a camera, and he starts taking some photos of people. And then you don't I agree. Even, the Vicky's there, she's taking really photos. Really cool. You, and then he literally, the fifth or sixth mime you see, interrupts as he turns around, and it's Joker. And he's yeah, like, yeah. he did sign it. He's, he, he reached up with, I his, reached with dead his dead hand. hand and signed it with this pen. And, with and this then, pen. <laughs> what's the line here, Nick? He's the pen is mightier. The pen. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Before then, where he's like, "Hello, Vinny. It's your Uncle Bobo." It's time to pay the check or whatever. Fucking goddamn! What a fucking line and delivery. I don't know if that would kill him or not, Kevin. But I assume it's poison. It's poison. Yeah, it's got poison. Hundred percent. He yeah. threw that so fast. Your uncle, Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> your uncle Bingo. That's Bingo. it. It's your uncle Bingo. Bingo. And that's, and that's the upper so body. Another another upper body strength moment there for Joker, where he just he's able to just toss this fucking thing through a human body, and it's really impressive. <laughs> Such fast that, velocity. Yeah. yeah. Such. And then yeah, of course, well, all know. hell breaks loose. People start opening up on the cops with the Tommy guns, and this is where Bruce Wayne like everybody drops except yeah. He, everybody drops except Bruce Wayne, who stands there mystified. And it's interesting because he gets shot in his arm, right? He gets shot. Yeah, but coat. not. He gets shot through this giant fucking eighties coat. Okay. Um, what, but it looks can, like I shot his arm. That's what shoulder pads were for back in the eighties. In case you got a right. spare bullet, you right. go right to shoulder pad. Exactly. New York, man, it was dangerous. You know what I mean? Bruce Wayne. He's a thinker. He is Always making he sure is. he has armor. I, think it's made I, don't, uh, I don't like that Bob didn't have the matching outfits with all the other mimes. Like, because he's part of the crew. Met. No, but what Bob did he have, was on a different I mission. What I always thought was the best costume design in this entire movie is the purple leather bomber jackets with yeah. the, jo- the Joker from the comic book. It's so yeah. good. Not, not Jack Nicholson, just that old school Joker in the Target. I'm like, I want one of these well, so bad. Like, Oh man, they go so hard with that later on. Where like, the, oh fuck, the, everyone's in them with the, the fleece collars and has it. Yeah, yeah it's such weird branding. It. I love it. It's cool. The grabbler the respects it. The gap. <laughs> the grabbler respects that kind of branding. All right. Uh, like we said, uh, Bruce gets shot in the coat. Uh, he's mystified. He walks up to the glass, and, and Nicholson does the wave as they drive away. Vicky runs up to Bruce, and it's like Bruce, Bruce, and he kind of snaps out of it. And they look at each other, and then he just leaves. Um, he goes back to the back cave or the the house. Uh, Alfred has a glass of water. He already knew he needs it. He sits down and starts running it. This is also when there's more of this Vicky Vale talk, and basically he's like, "I can't, I can't focus on this right now." Right. And then as Alfred leaves, he he's like, "She's pretty great though, right?" He's like, "Yes, sir." Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, back at uh, Joker HQ, Joker's there. 
uh well we saw we see the smilex gas test photos there and like mm-hmm. the guy in like the yeah, military's yeah. decommissioned report that i thought Looks was cool like that i did Vietnam not oh I, never, I did I not catch as a kid i did not yeah, catch that as a kid right? that. that's cool and uh we go into his room where um uh bob brings in the photos from the day and gives them and he's going through and he's like oh hold on stop the presses which is one of the things uh, principles in one of the songs like who is this and he's like vicky Vale, she's a photographer of the gotham gazette or whatever and he's like oh be still my heart and he cuts it out and does this whole fucking like i love how they just let it him cut it out in real time as he goes or whatever and mm-hmm. it's like fucking creepy as fuck. hard to stay in the lines <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? I wonder so if that good. was ad lib too. Yeah, you know. What I mean? That's a great it's line. Funny. Yeah. That, um, then they kind of like pan out, and it's a top shot that yeah. shows like there's a bunch of photos there's of things that he, he's cut, cut out. out. Photos. And it, it's funny because like there are a lot of things that remind me of like the show. Like Jared Leto, I feel like took a lot of inspiration from this Joker. Oh sure. I mean, yeah. everyone took a little inspiration yeah, from yeah, him because yeah, yeah. like he was but he it, was the first Joker to play it like psychotic. Right. Yeah. It's cool. like Cesar, uh, no, no disrespect to Cesar Romero, but Cesar Romero was like caught up in the camp of it all. But this one, yeah, you're yeah. like, when he kills someone, you feel it, and you're like, you're Hard always like this close away from being just iced <laughs> by the Joker. I, I really like the interpretation of the Joker in this, but I didn't like his minions because I felt like the minions were the pirates from the 66 oh, movie, yeah. Yeah. where it's just sure. like it's just, video it's game, such, it, it's video game bad guys, but it's more than that though because like all of the weird them walking around with the boombox and stuff, it's like without any type of joker mind control or like some type of explanation of why they are so loyal to this guy it just comes off as bizarre that he has this group this whole gang of people following him and putting up with the same type of weird shenanigans that he's into tim Tim, you tell me right now you don't like you become a super villain right Mm -hmm. you don't think me and cool greg are gonna put on the same outfits yeah like hang around with with uh you know big boom boxes (laughs) <laughs> I mean, a, a, and again, a perfect yeah, sorry, example is we all follow there, Greg, and he does some crazy shit all the time. I think it's also yeah. worth pointing out that, you know, while the business around it, while all these people would fall in line, there's a garbage strike going on in Gotham too. Just yeah. a heads up. So I mean, there's no a lot of there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of disparity. Yeah, this is a future spoiler. Nobody's getting. Uh, anyways, no, we then got it. we got it. Now you know <laughs> Tim Denny did that Tim face, even though he's blurry as fuck. He did the Tim face. Yeah, I know. Like, move your mic, Tim. Move your mic. Anyways, I this. I remember this for this interview because I I don't remember this scene at all, and I think it maybe gets cut out of television or whatever. But we get after he cuts this out, we get a really quick jump to Axis Chemicals, where a dude there's this old Did like you ship a million of those. There's a, there's a Doc Brown dude like with a clipboard <laughs> board as all this shit rolls by. Joker walks in like, did you ship it? Yeah, ship a million more. All right, yeah. fucking Jesus Christ, whatever, man. Yeah, uh, then we go that. to. We go to the news report, and this is where the it's the news has been revealed that two models have died under suspicious circumstances, and we have their fucking dead faces and photos here for you to look at. They all have the Joker smile and stuff. Nobody knows why. They haven't ruled out drugs, though. They then cut to the male uh, news anchor who gets a breaking news thing about some other people dying. The female news anchor starts laughing, and she can't control it, and she falls back eventually. They run over there. Her face is up, and then the Joker interrupts uh, the broadcast. And one of the cool things, I love him love fucking doing this. Love that Joker. Love that Joker. And yeah, he's talking about this guy. He's Brand X. Jack Nicholson just fucking eating scenery in this movie. I love just it so fucking it. much. Uh, and yeah, he introduces this thing basically that there's Joker products out there for you that'll give you the award-winning smile you need, Gotham. And he's like, and the great news is you already got them. <laughs> They're already on shelves. You probably already bought them. <laughs> and he laughs maniacally. Uh, Bruce, I mean, Bruce is watching this home. He's like, Alfred, we're going shopping. 
yes, sir. And so they go out and they buy a bunch. Of, we don't see this. They go out and buy a bunch of stuff and run tests when they come back, right? Um, then in the same breath here, we get the news anchors again. No, not that's not that's when it's revealed when Batman cracks the case, right? Um, because oh, Batman gets the file on Napier and he's looking through it. And I love this. I didn't catch this as a kid either. Uh, did you see this, Nick? Or did you ever notice this? That when he gets the Napier file and opens it up and starts going, oh, he's good at chemistry and whatever. That yeah, else. after he's a chemistry. The first two chemistry. photos on the right are Jack Nichols and Jack Napier. The yeah. photo on the left, which is like in the folder part, and Bruce never pulls out, is him as the young guy. Oh, I never caught that. That's yeah, cool I, I never fucking caught that either until I was watching this one where I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, if you would have just pulled that thing up, you would have known a little bit sooner. Um, so, yeah, it's this whole thing going on. The world's in chaos. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Uh, Vicky Vale is still, like, trying to hit up Bruce throughout this whole thing, and he's dodging calls and not answering him, and Alfred's getting more and more mad. Um, then, uh, she gets yeah, invitation not yet. Me. Yeah, you're right. But like the news reporters show up and their faces are all like uh, breaking out makeup. and they don't have their they they they, they know yeah, something's funny. going on even though it's clearly they they I guess it's not clear, but they are like we don't know if it's food, alcohol or beauty products when clearly it's beauty products, right? Um then yeah, like you said, uh Bruce is still trying to hack, crack it. I think he has cracked it. Uh Alfred gets a call or Alfred plays the messages upstairs. And it's right. a message from Vicky Vale saying, hey, tell Bruce I'll, I'll be late to the museum by like 10 minutes. And he's like, cool. He calls downstairs to Bruce and he's like, hey, Miss Vale's going to be late by 10 minutes to the museum. And he's like, great. And he goes, wait, I don't have a date with her at the museum. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, here we shit's going down. Go. You know what I mean? And so then we go to the museum. Oh, and uh, what? Everyone froze on my screen. It's okay. okay. We're back. Uh, she, they go to the museum or she goes to the museum. She gets seated upstairs. And then after the chilling Flugelheim for a while. Museum. Yeah, Flugenheim, yeah, Flugenheim, exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm sure at some point in here we had the mayor too, being like, "I'm throwing the fucking festival. I don't care." Uh, at, at some point, uh, the box gets delivered to the thing with a crayon note, right, of like open immediately or something like that, imminent or something like that. God, she opens terrifying. it up and, and like, put on and put this on, right, and then this purple gas starts coming in and everybody starts dropping dead and putting their faces and their spaghettis and their cakes and whatnot. Those, um, yeah, those two people just doing that into the food. Like what? What a what a late eighties nineties thing for yeah. a person's face to fall into food. It's almost <laughs> Sam Raimi. There's there's a couple. There's like one shot in this when um I think it's later when he breaks Alicia's mask and we get that Sam Raimi quick zoom in on it just to kind of punctuate the action. But other than that, we managed to kind of stay away from that. Um. So yeah. Uh. Then it's the doors to the Flugenheim open up, and it's Joker and his crew. They hit the boombox. They play some prints, and they trash all these paintings and start. Now this is the on them. this Joker is the only here. time that I actually like the Prince integration I because I just oh, love, love this it. fucking song so much that I'm like, whatever. All hail the new king in town. I, like for he gets whatever that one reason, where he stops I, him and he's like, I kind of like this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The dark one. Yeah. It's well, yeah, I, I, it's too much for me. Like a lot of this I love is it. just too I love much it. for you. It's just ridiculous. when he like knocks over the statues and stuff. I don't know. It's a and he does much. like the he knocks it over. Yeah, God, no. <laughs> good. I don't know why, but like for whatever reason, this scene always freaked me out. Just like the idea that like all of the sudden someone could come and like murder everyone in in this building and just destroy all this thing. As a kid, well, always was like, well, that's fucking terrifying. That like people come and flip everything that quickly 
Yeah, I always liked it because when you're a kid, if you ever go to a museum, what's the number one thing they, t- they tell you? You can't touch the paintings, right? Don't touch the paintings. Don't get close to them. Don't touch them. And there's that one shot of the guy literally putting his handprints on it and then yeah. slapping it to the music that I was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is so These maniacs. <laughs> they don't respect art at all. <laughs> like, no. uh, eventually, they make their way up uh, to the table where Vicky Vale is. Joker sits. Uh, Bob, Lights the candles with a yeah, blowtorch. Yeah, exactly. They bring all the stuff over. Bob's there. They put down the candles. The other guy puts on the boombox. Yeah, and he just blowtorches the candles to light them. So fucking cool. And he's like, you can take that off now, I think. Um, and we really get set up to, again, where the Joker is insanity, obviously personified, and doesn't need to make sense. But I appreciate this, again, take on him that he is he wants to be an artist, right? He, he His idea is to be the first homicidal artist, right? Not to be a maniac, not to just kill the kill, but to maim, to make art, living art, which of course is nonsense and crazy, but you kind of get what he's driving at in terms of this and the, his weird little like pillbox hats and shit like he's doing that. Um, he of course explains this to Vicky. He wants her to photograph it. They go through her portfolio, crap, crap, crap. Then the Time Magazine stuff that's all about the horrible things she saw. Uh, he, he brings over Alicia at some point. And she's like, Jack, I thought you said I could watch you improve the paintings. <laughs> He's like, shut up. And he, I'm he, in trouble he, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, she sits down. He explains that she's just a sketch, but this is what he's going for. She's she pulls scary. off a mask yeah, and she's got – She's not even that – She's not even no, no, that She was scarier with no the mask the was mask, scary. Yeah. Like yeah. when she took it off, I was like, oh, I thought it was gonna be a lot like crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly she's been burned. And like the, you know, up until this point, Vicky Vale's kind of been playing along. Like, okay, yeah, whatever you say, whatever you say. And this is what drives her back. And she's like, no, you're insane. And he's like, oh, well, fuck you, kind of thing. And he's like, let's start. And blah blah. And he leans into you know, take a whiff of my posy. And he sprays the acid. She ducks. It's you know dry ice is on the wall and smoke rises up she grabs the water she throws in his face he gets this i'm melting i'm melting oh what a world oh, what a world. it's so great and he goes boo and like you said nick psh, batman fucking descends right down in front of them grabs vicky vale brings up his apparatus that and puts it to his face like he's about to shoot joker and just goes and shoots out both one one tether that way one tether that way he rides it down out the front door there's all these joker cars and Pop joker has the iconic line the iconic line right yeah because you see his guards trying to jump up and grab him as he goes by right. uh but then the iconic line of where does he get those wonderful toys like so fucking so good. good i love that line uh, so much yeah. I, I love the line i i like again it this there's a little bit of uh, sort of Cesar Romero jo- Joker moments in here where the gadgets are just a little too specific for me. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. And they mean, work way. Too, the, yeah, they work way They're, too perfectly for the situation. It's not only this, but it's also the guy at the end with the knives feet jumping at him. And he has <laughs> <a little laughs> what the fuck? Man got the extender. He's got the that. He's in the like, dick. We've, so never seen, we've never seen him have like different heads to the grappling hook until the end. Then it's got the three pronged head that digs in. You're like, okay, did you know you were gonna need that? What's going? <laughs> yeah, on? the the idea of like this grappling hook, shing, shing. and if I'm any of the people, I'm like, oh, just grab him. Like he's yeah, it's taken <laughs> it's long enough to do this thing, you know? Like I don't know. But I love really that. Slow. I love that line. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Because there's like game respects game. There's a mutual respect where he's like, I gotta beat this guy. He's got all this cool shit. How do I get better? And I think Batman really does make the Joker better. No, oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, they run outside. He says, get in the car. She says, which one? At which point the Batmobile roars Fuck. up. And fucking looks awesome. Awesome. God, it looks so cool. This moment Slides open. Like, yeah. I like pause and I was like, Paula, this is my Batmobile. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> Dude, for I, real though. I'm this Batmobile. I don't think you can get cooler than this design. Like it's either. so fucking tight. Uh, I was reading like random stats about it. The car's 26 feet long. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like so that is ridiculous. so cool. And then at some point they designed it and someone was like, 
hey, but how does he get in? There's no doors. And they're like, oh, shit. They're like, oh, wait, cockpit. Let's yeah. make it a fucking cockpit. I'm like, damn. Y'all Andy did this hit shit, the right? the best Batmobile song. The best Batmobile, which is the coolest looking car. Vroom, vroom. It's Batmobile. <laughs> no, just vroom, vroom. That's it. Okay, <laughs> just that's okay. it. It's got it's it's this, this one, one, right? This, this yeah, it's this one. 66 Batman by quite a bit. I but I would very put the interested Bat in jet. this. Beat, I would put the Bat think it's jet over the Batmobile. The Batwing is the uh, I'm sorry, Batwing. Andy. This is called the Bat best Batmobile. You just Thank sang you, the Greg. best Batmobile song. Thank if you want to try to, do, if you want to lobby for it to be the best Bat vehicle, you have to come up with a song for that too. I mean, yeah. it's a it's an automobile jet, right? Like, nope. they're all jet powered. They get you somewhere. You know? true. They are all jet powered. <laughs> Dude, the, the Batwing later though, no joke. I love the design of that. Like that that it's design, so fucking cool looking. It still holds up. Like it still feels like such a cool modern take. Like obviously, with the, I think the Batmobile in here looks incredible, but it still harkens back to the older sort of '90s uh, Batman sort of gadgets. But the Batwing still looks so goddamn good, man. It's crazy. Uh, so now they're on the run. <clears throat> this is uh, you know something again you don't see often with Batman in in cinema as we go. Uh, rather than fight these guys, he's just running from them. And I think it obviously is a hostage, you know, Kim Basing your hair there, Vicky Vale's hostage or whatever you want to say, an innocent, I guess, caught in the crossfire. His main thing is to protect her, but he still does it in interesting ways, I think, in terms of how you expect Batman to act now. But I digress. They drive through the streets of Gotham. All hell's breaking loose. Uh, they're taking crazy turns. They have to shoot a grappling hook around a pillar at one point so they can make the actual Because, again, it's 26 fucking feet long. That thing can't corner for so shit. Funny. Yeah. Uh, like, you it, got it uh, cops chasing them. You got jokers like, chasing them. All this stuff's happening. They're running around. They're doing the thing. At one point, yeah, there's a traffic jam with a bulldozer. They all get out. They, they all. They both get out of the car. Uh, they run down an alleyway. He goes, Shields. And the fucking Batmobile goes into shield mode there. So cool. So nobody can fuck with it. Even though we'll find out future spoilers next movie. No. It's very easy to fuck with in shield mode. Hey, <laughs> They run down the alleyway. Uh, I think they might have to fight somebody at some point or push some past somebody. They duck down another alleyway. The Joker car it has them dead to rights and goes past them. At which point, yeah, we get back to that line of like, how much do you weigh? Uh, One oh eight, I think. And he shoots the grappling. No, but up, before he does that, belt. there's a really subtle thing that happens here where he pushes a button on his belt and the grappling hook rotates oh, around whoop, on yeah. its own. Yeah. And po- and I was like, that's so fucking cool. Why didn't they focus on that more? And then he puts it together. So I guess it, it's like grappling hook with, and then he puts the rope on it with this correct thing and then shoots it up. And there's that great, I mean, that to me is one of the iconic shots of him aiming the grappling hook on her, sure, and her, her shoulder. Yeah, he right. pops it, puts it on, they go up and then it stops midway. And I, I'm always like, more than midway, it's to more. the top. But it is about two thirds of the way up, but far enough for for me to be like, wait a minute, you want me to do what? And he's like, see that thing on my belt, grab it. I'd be like, can we get a little bit more of a heads up <laughs> before that? Because I don't Give know that I have the upper go, yeah. body strength to hold onto a little tiny thing and then hoist myself up. I guess adrenaline kicks in. But she grabs it. He falls to the ground. He, for Tim's uh, <laughs> one of Tim's points of uh, not liking the movie, he lands on a bunch of trash and just rolls into the guys or whatever there, right? And then he's like knocked out from the fall or whatever. No, and they, they like uh, do they shoot him because yeah, he falls they, they shoot him on the tries, ground i forget he kicks one guy and then another guy kicks oh him right right two right, guys right. Pop up and, they just and then they all surround him and they're like it's some kind of putty it's body armor he is human after all uh vicky bell's up there getting her camera ready like all right let's take off the mask and they go to take off the mask and vicky takes a photo and there's this giant flash and i'm like get her and they turn they start shooting he wakes up there he starts kicking the shit out of everybody Doesn't there kick up, that, that whole around. that whole sequence is just like what was your plan dog like a I think you, it you was went up there, the and then you just and then you just drop down and like fucking like it. Obviously, the fall wasn't 
a very graceful fall. You just kind of fell down. And like, yeah, like, it, was, it was disappointing. He got so like, lucky, dude. He lucked the fuck out. Well, I know why they did this, but it was one of those moments where as a kid, I was like, why didn't he use his cape? Because the cape would have allowed him to float down. But then also I, I stopped asking questions like after the dude flipped over the, the guy with the fucking Mainly two fence, swords right? flips over the fence and just starts. And they had that wonderful moment where, again, I love that they actually thought through some of the functionality of the bat suit. He has steel plates on his arms and his legs. And so as the guy's hitting with swords, you see him blocking it. And there's, spike, there's sparks going everywhere. Like, kink, 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 kink. And then he just kicks the guy right in the fucking face and it's done. I just think it's so cool. So they finish that off. Uh, Vicky Vale, being smart, knows that he won't want these photos getting out. She gets the film out of the camera and puts it in her bra. Um, Comes back re- down to go, and he immediately says, "You weigh a little bit more than 108." And she goes, "Yeah, it's such a just. I'll I'll take it. It's a break with the character. Like he would never say that in real life. But I fucking love that line. It was so funny. You were a little. Uh, he calls the Batmobile back. It self drives over. Stop. It stops. They climb back in. I they love it. R- he has to dramatically say stop, and it has to stop right in front of him and be like, oh, yeah. look how cool it works. Hey, this Come is on, still bro. really good He's technology still trying to get from 1989. You know what I mean? And then uh, off they go down the road, man. Exactly. They start ripping, roaring through the back streets of Gotham. They get out into the country. She goes, where are you taking me? He's like, he doesn't answer her. Uh, she eventually starts looking, trying to get a better look at his face. Like I was talking about earlier, he hits the light to flash her. And she goes, ah, and she turns around just in time to see them look like they're going to get into a head-on collision with a wall. But instead, the wall goes up. They go through, and they're into driving into the Batcave. I love uh, things like that. Where, like, can you imagine the idea of Bruce Wayne building this car and being like, and then I'm going to put a light right there in case anyone wants to look at right my face. Right in their eyes. Nobody gets exactly. it. Nobody gets him. Nobody, well, not only that, but, like, first off, the editing in this scene is great. The editing in this movie in general, um, I think there are some great standout moments of just the pacing of the edit. But there's that moment where she goes, oh, no. And then we cut back to her as the music, like, swells. And she looks yeah. behind her just in time to see the door closing. Yeah. And they pull right. This always gave me anxiety. This kills me. <laughs> Having to park in San Francisco. I'd be like, what if you just went a little too far over that? Like, you couldn't have made the platform just a skosh bigger, or the, you know what I well, mean? Well, not but even that. I mean, he lets Vicky Vale get out of the car and walk to basically oh, be your impending doom, yeah. right? He throws the giant light and shows that she's on the edge. One more step, she would have fucking gone over. I want to give a shout out to the uh, the rotating the lazy Susan, which they took sure. from the '60s show because sure. that's what they had there too. She's cool. Yeah. Um, he walks I, her over to the back computer. He sits down. Yeah, what's up? I sorry, I just want to talk about the Batcave. Like I no, please awesome. the it's multiple awesome. platform design was so cool. And like the fact that it looks like it's in the middle of this like cave ravine thing, it's just mm-hmm. uh, what How about like all of the all of the platforms are built, cage. but he has to have like they're all separate. Have, they're like, like catwalks. Heel girders and stuff built because yeah, they just built them. them around the actual oh, infrastructure so of the cool. cave. I think it was so lovely. Yeah. There's I, bats there too, and she's like, Oh bats, and he's like, They're great survivors. Again, he's like, you're a weirdo, Batman. And he's got one in a cage. You're like, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I like it, but you're no. weird, dude. Uh, like walks him over. Yeah, and she, this is this whole thing you were talking about too earlier, or earlier Nick, with the whole, like, uh, it's not a normal world or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, just the lighting cues in this. So the, the blocking is very specific in this. And there's a moment where, as they're talking, you know, he throws the dossier on the thing. And he's like, I figured it out. It's not one product. It's a combination of three. Yeah, take yeah. this, Get this into the news as soon as possible. And as he walks, he turns back around. And we just get that, like, old school 50s, like, eye light 
just yeah. that key light awesome. on him so we could just see his eyes as he's talking yeah. to her. And then again, when he turns about around again, it, it lights his eyes from there, but his whole mouth is just in shadows. And he keeps doing it. the weird thing of the, the computer chair, like turning away from wherever she's looking. Right. <laughs> Anyways, though, yeah, she gets all that. We figure out it's the different beauty products in addition to each other. Uh, and she's like, but why would you, why would you, why did you bring me here? Why give me this? You could have just dropped this in the paper. And he's like, you're right. There is something else I want. Throws up the cape. And you're like, what the fuck's going to happen? And what happens is he roofies her. (laughs) He roofies her. And she wakes up in her bed at home. And not only did he roofie her, he went into her bra. And now, again, argumentatively, Bruce and her are in love. They've already had sex. Not that this gives him consent or whatever. But I would be a little bit even more offended if I was Vicky Vale. Like, wait a second. This weird creeper bat dude did this to me, right? I'd be offended as well if it was like, wait a second. Bruce Wayne didn't get my consent and did it. But again, he, he's there for the film to protect his identity. She gives him the benefit of the doubt on it. It's a different time. Yeah, but no, but not only that, but her first reaction to it is obviously to her job, right? Yeah, of That's course. The, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We see well, again, like, are, she going. knows she's trying to keep something yeah. from him. Like yeah, she's yeah. trying to do something and she knows that she that this would have been a big score for her. And her first reaction always I love her line delivery on this where she she wakes up and her first thought is shit, ah, where's the, the film? film. She, she, she like yeah. clutches her chest and goes, Oh, I took the film. Yeah. See, that's all that's the only reason why she's disappointed not for the fact yeah, yeah. that everything crazy that happened to her last night she's like god damn it i didn't even get the film out of this but she's she calls knox or knox calls her i forget i think it's he calls her right i've been trying to get a hold of you all day are you okay available like why did you even know something was wrong like did, did people say that they saw me running away from the thing everybody's dead it doesn't matter um and she he's like wait can we make the even evening edition he's like yeah but it'll be close you got something hot oh it's real hot i mean he's like copy and the copy guy's right there uh, and sure enough, the, the Gotham Globe Gazette, whatever it is, breaks the news that, it, yes, here's what it is. It's this combination of different products that do this. And uh, then you get the news reporter talking about, like, if it's going to be a deodorant plus mouthwash or whatever the fuck it's going to be. And that's how it's going to shake out that way. Avoid these combinations. <laughs> um, Now, that's happening. And it pisses off Joker, but I don't think we're there. I don't think we get Joker's reaction to it, right? Of him really no, yeah. is it on and, the um, news? Yeah. Oh is yeah, on the and he news punches and the he's screen. He's watching the news. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. People. Punches the screen or whatever, and he's mad about it there. Uh, then yeah, then we're back in the Batcave where Batman's reading the, or Bruce Wayne's reading the article. Alfred's there, and he's basically like, "I don't want to keep mourning." It's the same Alfred shit you hear all the time. I don't know. I don't want to mourn uh, my friend, my dear lost friends, and one day their their son. Yeah, like I'm he's no- basically like, let Vicky in. Like let you know, why don't you marry her? And he's like, "That's not what I had in mind," kind of thing. And so it is the thing of just fucking tell her kind of thing. Very did we pass state. up David? Tell him. Did we pass up this town needs an edema line? Because that's my we did. favorite. Yeah, we, we did. did. He's did. like, where? He's like, where? A man dressed as a bat steals all my publicity. This town needs an enema. And then he's just <laughs> so, <laughs> so fucking good. So fucking good. So uh, the Bruce Wayne heads to Vicky Vale's apartment for the first time. She's not thrilled to see him, even though she's been calling nonstop. But he's there. She's not thrilled to see him. Uh, he walks in. Uh, he comments for a while about how nice the apartment is and how much space they have. Uh, then he's like, all right, cool. Uh, she starts laying into him a bit about it. And this is where he crosses the line too, where he's like, it pushes her down on the couch. She's like, I like you, but shut up. And it's like, all right, right. That's, a, that's a bit aggressive. I don't think what this the fuck was that for that's not do this or whatever. I don't like a lot of the direction in the scene. I don't like him losing his shit at the end of this either. I always thought this, this scene just kind of stood out to me as like, this is, this is weird. You mean losing his yeah. shit is let's get nuts. Yeah, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. I was like, but wow, see, that's, that. but that's, that's me. Weird. That's one of the few. And I think the reason it stands out is because it doesn't happen a lot. That's the, one of the first times you see the, 
him actually acting out of character to try to provoke a response. And so it, it seems like he's being genuine because you don't see him do it. But for right. me, it's very much like Bale and Begins, right? Where he's like yeah. acting like a moron at the hotel. He's not really a moron. He, he's trying yeah, to okay. egg, he's trying to egg a Joker into shooting him or you can obviously shoot him because he's got the thing on so that he can then get away and get ready to be Batman and stop. I buy movie. that. I buy that. Anyways, uh, Bruce has this whole scene. Yeah, that you're talking about it's it, it's awkward in it, in the beginning. I feel somewhat endearing at points. It's an interesting, weird look at Bruce Batman you don't see often. Uh, but he's negotiating. Yeah, trying to tell her that he's Batman. Of course, in the middle, there's a ding dong. Uh, she goes over to answer their door, and it is in fact Joker. Uh, Bruce slips off into her bedroom, finds that metal plate, puts it under his shirt. We won't know that for a while. Uh, meanwhile, on the outside, Joker's there talking to Vicky, still trying to sell her on this idea um, of being the new girlfriend. He puts up Alicia's plate and he's like, you know, she threw herself out a window and he smashes it. You know, we can't break, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Um, about that time, Bruce enters the thing and he's like, what's this? Another rooster in the hen house. Um, and so, yeah, this is when, so you know, creepy and scary, man. Like the like bits of the Joker here are just gold. Bruce Wayne, Nespa. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, and then he's like, "Yeah, you know, I know who you really are." And like, let me tell you a story about a guy named Jack. You know, and he got too big, flew too close to the sun. Yada yada yada. Violent. I like him already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. But eventually, he gets the the iconic line: "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts!" Oh, and let's get thing. Nuts. Yeah, and and Joker pulls the gun, oh, aims right. at him, and goes, "Yeah, tell me, you ever dance yeah. with the devil in the pale moonlight?" And he's like, and then you see Bruce again break the act, where right. he's trying to act all crazy. Like, what did you just say? No, oh, it's just something I say to all my prey. <laughs> shoots him bruce goes down she screams and then he oh. says never rub another man's rhubarb <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking come nuts. on man what every good line you said that What's the up? bullet looked small i thought that was like a 44 caliber that looked like a big old it was one of those hit. little tiny um little dillinger like the tiny little guns that used to like mm. people would hide like in different places i don't yeah, know yeah, it's just like 22 a millimeter caliber. ones Something like that, but I was just like, "How would you know that this tray of silver would stop anything?" Because silver, I don't remember he's being Batman. durable, particularly strong. Yeah, he's smart, Batman, but... smart guy. Yeah, there you go. Batman. Um, so that then there's more talk between them, and then Joker leaves. I remember I was watching this last night. I'm like, "All right," and this is where he kidnaps her. <laughs> it's like, no, "Nope," no, he no, just leaves. He leaves he this package that, she, that she turns around. Bruce is gone. And she picks it up, and there's the bullet in it. She's like, ah. And then she opens the package that I would think is a bomb, is a smiling gas thing. Like, I would get the fuck out of there and call the GCPD. Right. She doesn't. She opens it. It's a handful of dead flowers. Um, she passes out immediately. Like, oh. Yeah, it's more. that's more that, like, bum, 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 bum. comedy yeah. stuff they're putting in it, right? Um, from here, what happens? We're... Something about the 200th anniversary yet? No, maybe? No, I think... No, he, no, no, because I'm thinking the interruption scene. Well, Something maybe it was. Here. Bruce just goes back for, to the cave. Yeah, I think she figures out at at one point. She goes back and this figures is where out. this is where we get the flashback. This is where we get the flashback right, to Crime Alley. Flashback. She right. goes back to mm-hmm. the the Gotham paper. Uh, Knox is there at the microfiche machine, which really I always thought the coolest up. fucking thing. And then yeah. the internet ruined it. And I never really got to use one. Nope. Uh, and he finds the whole <laughs> thing. We we see that his parents were killed in Crime Alley. They were prominent doctors and good, you know, do gooders. It seems like they're just not as like. Not as prolific as they are in other pieces of Batman fiction, which is why something like this would like Knox wouldn't know this. Like I understand her not knowing it because she just came to the city, but like you think Knox, who's a reporter and crime reporter at that, would know something about it. But I digress. Who fucking knows? There's a million murders that I'm sure happen to people. I I don't think murders happen that often, but maybe they have. I think there's probably been a hundred hundred murders in in at least. Uh, I'm kidding. Um. So yeah, from there, then we're back to uh batman researching stuff and more alfred guilt maybe but then more importantly we're back to them being like 
listen, I'm the mayor and I've been a dick this whole movie and I'm officially canceling the 200 thing that I've been stumping for this whole movie, I guess, because people are dying left and right. We don't want people fucking dying. So don't come out and die, Gotham. And everybody in Gotham is listening to it. Even the biker gangs, even the bars, they're all it's on, but they're not listening in the middle of it. Uh, the Joker interrupts, right? Just, just whoop, like the fucking awesome moves he does on the thing here. And it's, you know, back in the face makeup of a human being. And he's like, listen, like, I'm not letting you cancel this thing. I know I've been a bad dude, but I've just been doing my art and I won't be a bad dude on the 200th anniversary, right? It's a truce. Uh, I, I've taken off my makeup. And I, I'm skipping ahead. Will Batman take off his, which is great stuff. Uh, and he's like, well, here's, I'll sweeten the deal. What I'm going to do is drop, what is it? 200 or 20 million, 200 $20 or $20 million, million. $20 million. I'm going to drop $20 million in cash. Don't worry. I'll be fine on everybody there, uh, during the, the, the parade or whatever. And so you just come out Gotham and have a good time and I'll drop this shit on you. And we will all have a lot of fun. And everybody's and like, everybody oh, listening to the radio. Like, yeah. oh, free oh, money. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love like, free money. You know right. You it hear that, work. I'd it be like, work. I'm not going to, that's not real. Like, yeah, you, <laughs> you wouldn't, but like a, a lot of people would, I feel like. Yeah, yeah even, you're right. You're even right. if there's like poisonous chemicals being thrown around, like yeah. in random products. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, I guess he's No, this guy killed now. a lot of people, but now he's trying to make good by paying us. So it's cool. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, and, and, then, and all this time, Batman's like, what if there are balloons that are that Joker's bringing, and I need to get a gadget ready for my Batwing? That's, that's just the Batwing's just got this. that. It's just got those clips in yeah. case there's ever some kind of blimp it's disaster. Got that perfect happen. little you know grammar. What I, mean? <laughs> yeah, I, what I love about it is it literally is the perfect number of little of teeth for yeah. the amount of ropes that he has to get. <laughs> like it lines up perfectly. That is such yeah. a. It's so campy and cheesy, but I like that subtle nod. This is where we get the full blown flashback because when he, I've taken off my makeup, will Batman or mask, will Batman take off his? And Batman pauses it in the cave and looks at it, and then he thinks back to that night in Crime Alley, and we get to see him put it together that it was Jack Napier who killed his uh, uh, parents because he doesn't say, "Tell me, kid, you ever dance yeah. with the devil in the pale moonlight?" I love how they yeah. directed the scene because he has—it's like almost a little slowed down. And the, the sound is a little slowed down, so it's eerie and weird. And they're sort of they're walking like kind of in slow motion, but not really. And then, yeah, we get that that guy that they cast for Jack Nicholson. Really good. Awesome. Really, really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we come out of the flashback in the Batcave. And guess what? Alfred has brought Vicky Vale to the Batcave. Oh. And he come, they come up and have this conversation, which I think is favorite scene in the whole movie. I know it is. And that's where your, your favorite line is about to come up. Yeah. I'll let you deliver it all. I Don't worry. It. But we have this whole conversation that I do really appreciate for setting it up of like, Listen, we had we have something, right? Like Vicky's right. like, we have something. Like I'm not crazy, right? You felt it too. I've loved you since the moment I saw I first saw you, right? And then Nick, as I wrote down your favorite line, which is the well, exact she one says, I, wrote I down. just she goes, I just gotta know, are we gonna try to love each other? And he goes, mm-hmm. I want to, but right now he's out there and I have to go to work. And then it is just daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> Why they decided to keep the one bat suit in a vault that no one could break through is be- I mean, it's the rubber suit, but it just opens up. And when you're a kid, so dude, cool. I was just like, oh, my God, this is the cool. They see the belt. He takes the cowl out. And then it's just that shot of him looking up into the fuck light yeah. with the music. And let's fuck go. Me, it's great. It's and so it's- good. And from there, it's back to Axis Chemicals, where the Batmobile rolls in, giving no thought to due process at all. <laughs> Blows through the gate. Every, the guy starts shooting at it. Rolls into the chemical plant. They all start shooting at it. It just rolls up to a dead stop. Puts up the shields, and everybody runs up, starts shooting like a bunch of morons, and just ding, ding, ding. 
ding, ding, ding. And then I look down at these balls, and then we get it from outside. <laughs> it's so weird because this scene didn't need to be in the movie. And if I were editing this, I would have been like, we got to cut this out because it's too brutal. Because he already established that the chemicals were what they were. And I, I, when I thought, when I saw him do that, I was like, oh, they're going to trace it back to the Ace chemicals or the uh, access chemicals, and it's going to be totally fine. The only reason they needed the scene was so that they could have the chopper sequence, but none of this needed to be in it at all. I think they no. should just cut it for time. Yeah, exactly. So weird. The Batmobile comes back out. Batman's standing there. He wasn't actually in the Batmobile. Uh, and then, yeah, Joker's in a helicopter flying away. Be like, oh, you almost got me. <laughs> See you later. Like, ah, fuck. If only I had any contraption that could get you in this thing right here in front of me. Um, and so, yeah. Luckily, then- I made it. Luckily, I made a Joker locator. And that helps you find jokers. He's right there. From then, we jump over to the 200th parade, right? That's what starts where uh, the you know Joker and his crew bring out the giant cake. They're going. Uh, Batman, who saw the helicopter, was like, I got something for that. Got his bat plane. He's out there now. Uh, but it's, the, the whole thing's going. The, the Prince song's playing. Joker's throwing out money. He's having a great time. Jack Nicholson just eating the fucking scenery. I love it so goddamn much. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Who do you love? You know what I mean? It is fucking mm, so, so good. good. And where's Batman? He's at home. Oh, washing his tights. So fucking good. Uh, but then, yeah, like, this goes on for a while of them dancing and giving out money and yeah, everybody getting really into it. Uh, Knox and Vale show up. He, she's taking photos. Knox is writing about Gotham's greed. Um, and then sure as shit, Joker's like, all right, it's fucking time or whatever. And so everybody's like masks and everybody put on their masks. Joker gives one final monologue to the people of like, you know, you, you little people, I'm going to rid you of your lives or whatever. Um, the smilex gas starts coming out. People start dropping. Vicky uses the mask she has from, uh, the museum, uh, knocks showing he's a good dude, right? Goes to the back of the car, gets one of the painter's masks and a bat. And then runs into the street to try to skate and works scares off a lot of the Joker henchmen who are just complete pussies, not prepared at all for any resistance. Whoa, Even yeah. a newspaper reporter with a baseball bat, um, they let go of the balloon. The balloons, some of the balloons, start lifting up, getting a little bit of distance from the human beings. One guy, Joker goon, gets carried up there too. Meanwhile, like we're saying, uh, Batman's out there with his uh, fucking uh, bat plane. He's bringing it in. Uh, at one point. The you know Vicky's in the car and Knox runs back to the car and jumps on the hood and then Vicky tears fucking ass to get out of there like, and <laughs> doesn't and then stops so fucking hard and throws him into trash but still knocks his ass out no knocks his ass out um like we're talking about Batman swoops in he comes in and grabs with the perfect amount of notches and little Swiss Army knife cutters grabs all the balloons flies them up into the stratosphere, lets them go right there. And uh, then I'm going to put it here just because we're here because it's so fucking and then, great. And then all the balloons blow up and then it's like, oh, it's the end of the movie. And then there's they're in Paris and Michael Caine's there. And then, <laughs> and then Batman's over there. And now instead, uh, Batman, uh, well, he, he does this final approach, but he does that thing, Nick, that we fucking love so much where he breaks uh. through the cloud. That it's symbol against the moon and it's so down. This is one of those things that you do just for yourself when you're Batman. I'm just gonna do totally. it. Totally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Pops up exactly. And it comes back down. Yeah. So good. Meanwhile, yeah, on the ground, right? Uh Joker's like, he stole my balloons. Bob gun. Why <laughs> didn't somebody tell me he had one of those? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so fucking good. Poor uh Bob. shoots Bob dead. The new guy steps up. You fucking are my bullshit. number one. Actually, I guess he said that to Bob earlier, right? He said it to Bob earlier. Yeah, Yeah, my apologies. Bob's only number one. He's got, bro. He knows. Uh, And so then, yeah, now, uh, you know, Shades of the Dark Knight, which we'll get to eventually, uh, the bat plane is coming at Joker on the plane. He's like, come on. Come and fucking get me. Come on. He doesn't say fuck. Uh, And, like, Batman's got a fucking dead lock on him with missiles and Gatling guns and everything. 
Gatling guns all miss. The explosions all miss. And Joker just opens his coat, pulls out this enormously long, ridiculous <laughs> gun, shoots one shot at the bat plane. Fucking done. It's over. <laughs> bat plane comes oh, down, like, smoking. Seriously, let's talk about this. So he was trying to kill the Joker. He missed. He he was aiming for him, and he missed. Yeah. yeah. I just come on, man. How cool of a Batman could this possibly be? Damn. When you're in your fucking dope ass Batwing, and like you, you have everything you need. You have the tools for all the jobs, and you miss the dude that's standing right in front of you, and then you get shot down by a handgun. A big really ass long barrel handgun. Though. Really long barrel. Really long. Also, fuck you guys are right. You know, like these aren't modern. Like I don't actually, I don't even know like how easy for a fighter jet to shoot a person. You know, like a single person on the ground would be like they're made to shoot bigger things, right? I mean, what I'll point out, Tim, of course, is that remember Bruce Wayne and Alfred built all this stuff. And this is clearly the first run of it. They don't know how accurate the, cool. the Gatling guns are, the missiles. Keep no, going with the excuses. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no excuses. You're right. Like it's 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 a weird. It's a weird. It's what hurts for me is that there's no explanation of why he misses. Like everything is coming up 100 percent on this fighter plane. Like of course, why would this? Why wouldn't this hit him? Why wouldn't this go for you? You know what I mean? But it's not like game breaking bug for me. I just don't think that like a, a fighter jet is made. Like weapons on them are designed to shoot. Something that would is what like at most two feet wide, six feet tall. You know, the spider it, jet just picked up balloons. I, yeah, you're right. It did just pick up balloons. I don't think there's any excuses. I think it's yeah, a goofy, yeah. weird thing. I, 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 I've always had a problem with Joker being able to shoot down the plane with one fucking shot from his handgun. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff here, but I think it ruins the movie. But it is to your campy co- questions, I guess. Anyway, it does uh, blow, it does blow Joker back, but like not enough. <laughs> that plane goes down. Uh, it smashes into the abandoned Gothic church. Um, Vicky runs over there to help out uh, Batman, uh, who she knows Bruce. Uh, she, he's no longer in the cockpit, but Joker comes over. He's like, "Hey!" And he got the gun. He, he's like, "Come on!" And he brings. Oh, he radios to the thing of like, "Hey, we're gonna. Need, uh, I need to pick up at the top of the cathedral in five minutes." And then he looks up to show us how huge the fucking thing is. Yeah, he's like, "Better make it 10 um they start their ascent up batman was hiding uh under some other piece of the wreckage he comes up uh they start on the stairs uh vicky and joker batman comes into the the cathedral like we were talking about earlier i think fucked up from the crash uh collapses a little bit but again not well done story storytelling of him it does look like he just fucking trips on something knocks all the fucking uh pews down they go just dominoing uh giving joker the heads up that somebody else is in the building um then it's just a, a very long ascension very very long ascension of them going up this thing again that feels like a video game well uh, it's interesting here greg actually yeah. about how long it is uh at around an hour 45 minutes before the joker enters the cathedral of vicky he requests over the walkie-talkie for transportation for two to arrive in 10 minutes between entering the cathedral and the arrival of the joker the action inside the cathedral unfolds in real time oh nice nice i like that um but was there ever an uh, was there ever an explanation of how all the goons got to the top of the thing no they just were there i, I assume that's where they were supposed to exfil out of so they just oh, okay. had them up there nice that, job i mean Some i guess that makes there. sense because that you. like kind of was at the or on route to their uh for their little poison parade thing 
I guess maybe so, it yeah. ends there. Yeah, I don't know. I just matter. always assume. I mean, it's There's just a lot. I mean, magic. He's fucking yeah. Like Andy where, said earlier, how's he going over so many ledges and not fucking dying? We got enough things to. If you want to nitpick, I'm not. Where'd they get a multicolored gas mask? Who knows? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, they made that. Uh, so yeah, Batman makes his way up. Gordon and the cops show up, but they uh, Joker uses his uh, posy again to bring a giant bell down that blocks the path and almost takes out Batman as well, but does not. Um, eventually Batman gets up there. Uh, he comes, he, you know, he comes through the little trap door and he sees Joker dancing with, uh, Vicky Vale, who again appears to have been drugged or just lost the will to live, which is very like, I don't get a hundred percent, but whatever. Um, and then now Batman's got to fight a bunch of goons. Like we were talking about earlier, the knives guys back. There's the foot knives guy. Batman's got the crotch blocker that he does to him or whatever. Eventually, uh, there's the. The one guy who uh, actually knows some kind of martial arts or something that's just beating the shit out of Batman and like really does win and beat Batman and toss him over the thing. But again, Batman somehow also grabs onto the underside of the bell, reaches up with his feet, grabs the dude's head, slams mm-hmm. it into the bell, then tosses him down. Um, outside GCB, he's getting the lights and they're putting it all up there like so they can see what's going on. Uh, all the goons are eventually defeated. Uh, now it's time for Batman to take the fight to the Joker, right? And uh, he, when Joker's, oh yeah, Joker's dancing with Vicky Vale, uh, and he's like kissing on her arm like a creepoid. And then Vicky notices that Batman's done fighting everybody, so she starts kissing on his arm like a creepoid. And then she ducks down. You assume like Joker thinks he's about to get a BJ, uh, and in, in fact, no. What a great time for a blowjob. Yeah, <laughs> they hey, don't man. find Batman, but uh, you know, Batman shows up and he's like excuse me you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight and punches him and then there's this whole conversation uh, I, I actually like it too where the joker's like you made me and the batman's like you made me you made i made you you made me we all made each other it doesn't matter right i, well, I don't know I, he gets popped in the chops he goes oh oh yeah, yeah let's go and it's just the fake yeah. teeth and then he tries to hit back you want to hit a guy with glasses his... would you you want to yeah. hit a guy with glasses would you God, yeah uh eventually yeah but they battle to the side uh joker gets uh you know gets punched over i don't even remember uh then ba- batman and vicky look over Joker lets go of whatever he's holding out to, grabs them, flips them over. He's on like a one inch thing. They're hanging from the, the, you know, gothic structure of this church. Joker's got that great line when he talks to the gargoyle. What are you laughing at, pal? <laughs> uh, just fucking great stuff of Joker being uh, a madman here. Uh, mm-hmm. Batman and Vicky hanging precariously. Vicky uh, falls at one point, and Batman grabs right. her and swings her back over to the other side. And yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. screams and goes, oh. <laughs> the, <whole time> again. <laughs> uh, the helicopter shows up. Uh, it's time for me to leave. He gets on the ladder. Uh, Batman pulls out his what are the cal traps, right? Isn't that what these ones are? I don't know. The what balls they are, on the string, yeah. is that right? Something Throws like that. that. One wraps around his ankle. Uh, Joker's ankle. One wraps around the gargoyle. Uh, Joker starts getting pulled. Eventually, gets yanked off. The gargoyle's hanging. He's hanging. Eventually, he loses his grip. He falls down, screaming the entire way. Uh, then, yeah, Batman pops in, her back up. Then back up. Um, they're safe. Uh, they rappel down at some point, right? I think. Or, I don't remember what they do. They, 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 maybe we get nothing. They fall. They fall. Oh, right, 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 right. They fall. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Luckily, the ground caught them. Totally yeah, exactly. Down. Exactly. As, the, opposed, the, the as opposed to them just breaking their, their landing with a car. That yeah, exactly. Let's not do that again. Um, the GCPD, as opposed to her just slipping right through his arms through, from like the sheer speed of all of it, and just like everyone's it. got unbelievable <laughs> upper body strength. In the movie. We've already established this. Um, yeah. So then the GCPD approaches Joker's body, which is laughing. They pull it out. It's one of those uh, laughing bags. I, I vaguely remember these Creepy. joke stores back in the day. <laughs> laughing bags. Yeah, you Creepy. remember these things? No, there's something you wound up, and they were. 
in a bet. No, no, no. It was a thing. It was a weird thing. I can't oh, explain it any better than I just did, but that <laughs> was kind it's of a stupid gag. gag. Um, and so from there, the movie's over. Uh, we get uh, the conversation. Oh, no. Yeah, we like, got a letter from Batman. It's a yeah, no, I was getting there. I was getting there. Slow the fuck okay, down. Fuck Calm off. the fuck I'll, down. Right. I will fuck off. Uh, yeah, the Commissioner Gordon and everybody's giving a speech at, at night. <laughs> they, 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 hey, we're gonna hold a press conference to address everything that happened horribly last night or last week or whatever. All right, cool. You're gonna do it like what? 9 a.m. No, we're gonna do it 9:30 well, p.m. You gotta do it at night. I, the, yeah, the, I'm aware. The light. There, yeah, there. That, that one. He's like, so yeah, late and They did it daytime, and they were like, can't see it. What is it? What is it? I can't see it. Don't worry. We'll show you guys later. Batman <laughs> left a letter. Yeah, and it's like the most fucking pious bullshit if the forces of evil ever arise all right batman you're fucking trying to conjure something here uh but yeah just give me to call me and knox like oh he actually knox in the middle of the press conference walked off to talk to vicky vale who's like i'm out um what about our pulitzer i'm out see you later again because as kevin said she's got journalistic integrity you know she can't cover the batman story now that she knows he's bruce wayne uh knox walks back though just in time to ask call him how do we have his phone number call him with what with this and they hit the switch and it's the fucking bat symbol or a bat signal and it looks fucking awesome nick it looks awesome nick. so good as opposed to every other bat signal where they were like you know if it was in the clouds you would not be able to make it out at all this one yeah. is perfectly circular like, just fuck it. a little bit and they're like fuck it uh and so yeah then uh, we get vicky vale walking away from the light in the sky to alfred and it's a really long walk but they they condense it thankfully and she's like hello alfred and he's like hello like you know i thought champagne would be in order uh and also mr you know master bruce says he's gonna be a a bit late and she's like i expected it or whatever somehow i I expected it i figured yeah that's what it was and from there we get the slow pan through all the gothic gotham all the way to the top where the signal is batman is and you get the like the chimes from it's a wonderful life i don't and i was like why do you and and then it finally goes into the batman theme like all right that's a cooler way to do it it was it was it just punctuates the the moments of the song i love it but but it was like yeah at the very very end I'm glad it went directly into it because for a while there it's like this is too triumphant and positive like why are we hitting these major notes and then immediately all right yeah we need the cool Batman music it ends on the minor note though where it's like he's looking at it and then it it goes it dips and kind of ends or like oh Batman's gonna there's that fine there's that immediate there's eventually a transition but for a while there's like this is too like Goody, Superman. Goody. I, like, I, I love that. it. Yeah. I love that he's just standing on a tiny little thing that's super precarious. <laughs> Awesome. And also, why are you going to be late? You know they're only using it for this PR blast. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? What are you going to do? <laughs> he wants, he wants to this isn't it. a real call. He wants to make sure it works. You know, yeah. it's a tough one. Let's end. do a little haiku in review. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form, just like Blackjack did. Blackjack! Black and yellow suit. A Batmobile that's so cool. 8-9 Batman rules. Ignacio Rojas says, for a Batman flick, there isn't much Batmaning. Nick, it's not that good. What do you mean there's not much Batmaning? What the fuck are you talking about? He Batmans the entire half of his movie is him Batmaning. Ignacio he's Batman. He's Batman cereal. A lot. He doesn't do a eat lot. some cereal. <laughs> Joe Merton. You must be guy. joking. Do I look like I'm joking? Batman crashes in. Uh, Grant Burton finally says his name is Batman. 
He kicks a lot of people and gets shot a lot. That is true. Those are all facts. Cool. Yeah, that happened. Facts, that happened. Facts. Uh, Greg, you want to kick off all the segments? Oh, sure. I mean, how, how many do we want to do? Do you want to do them all? Sometimes we're peppering them in. I'm not sure. A- Andy, hit me with Gotham's finest, a.k.a. Secret Delights. <laughs> what? <laughs> the secret delight of this one is undeniably Prince. It's, it's, it's always a... Oh, sure. But then when it hits, you're like, oh, shit, I guess this is a goofy movie right now. And I'm kind of I'm feeling the vibes. They don't work for the movie, but they work for me. They work for the vibes. I do like that. The Prince soundtrack is a great is one you don't think of usually when you think of that's a great secret delight, a.k.a. Gotham's finest. Best bat suit right now, of course, number uh, 66 is there. This has got to be number one, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Totally. Easily. Are you kidding me? Not even question. Right, okay. Because his me. body looks so good. Like the sculpting of the muscles look awesome on this suit. Yeah. Yeah, when you yeah. can actually see it, that's the problem, though. Uh, for what the about- most part, it's cape with a uh, with giant fucking head. <laughs> like, Ragu Bagu currently number sixty. Uh, uh, sorry, sixty six is number one with Catwoman, uh, Riddler, Joker, and Penguin. Obviously, Whoa. this one's got to be. Ragu. Come on, guys. We can just speed them. This one's on you. Crumb. I'm just saying there's a, we have a giant fucking segment. You know what I mean? Of like all these different lists. If we get to the end here and we're going through, then we're in the list segment, and I need a list song. Andy, hit me with the Batman list song. The Batman list. The Batman list. Will we hit or will we miss the Batman list? Thank you. You nailed it, Andy. Really? Welcome to the Batman list where we go through all the lists we have for this fucking show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ragu Bagu. It's got, Jack Nicholson fucking crushes this. He's insanely totally good. It, yeah. yeah, okay. Number one. There you go. Um, <laughs> I have one list here. Ragu Bat Guys. Rad Guys Bat Guys. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so are we ranking the uh, Batman there? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So then, I, obviously, Mike Adam West a- was number one. So now, where are we putting Michael Heaton? Number I think two. He takes, what? No, I think he takes number one. I think that, like... It's You're crazy, the- Tim. Dude, You're he's crazy, so bro. bad, man. It's so crazy. Dude, 66 oh was so bad. 66 was so bad, where it's like a joke. They committed to the joke. Yeah, but not... Hey, that I'm not saying that good just because you commit to a joke doesn't mean the joke works. Not saying it works. Just no, saying, okay, this but didn't. I'm saying this worked way better than that commitment. I think it's much uh, more fascinating to watch Keaton in this. I think he tries to way, bring dimensions yeah. to it, and I think he tried to have a decided difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, and obviously, like Adam West just played Batman way more for camp and way more for fun. Whereas this, I think he actually tried to give the character dimensions. And obviously, this—I mean, this is my childhood Batman, so I'm going to give Keaton a number one with a with a battering across the board. Yeah, hey. same here. Yeah, I, I think it's without a doubt. I, I do. I, I like the Michael Keaton Batman in this movie. And I do think that it's different than it's not. It's similar to when we talk about, you know, DCEU where it's like, I wouldn't do it this way, but I like, I like the interpretation here. I like the range of him. I like how they, he is this unsure of himself, both as Batman and as a Bruce Wayne. So yeah, I, I just feel like, like we're adding a lot to that of like, based on what we know of these characters and like, we're giving so much into it. Just what we see in this movie, I get that it's a different interpretation. I just didn't really vibe with it. I think that he's way too weird and inconsistent between being Bruce and Batman where like it, it shines through in different ways where I'm just like, all right, like you're talking deeper and like that stuff is cool. And him having his own spin, there's great. And there are moments where Batman does cool stuff, but I think that specifically the Bruce Wayne always reads as weird to me. And I don't like how much Batman fumbles into stuff. So, I understand that. Still love it. Um, and then Ragu Alf Alf, which is Alfred's. That's oh, I think Michael Goh's got to go at number one too. 
Yeah, I think so too. She sure, was fine. Yeah. yeah, he's great. I don't think he's great, but I think he's that classic interpretation, right, of what yeah. uh, we think Alfred is. I think yeah, he has that sweet moment with uh, with uh, yeah, and also the cool moment at the party where he is taking care of everything, just so like mechanically tied with uh, yeah. Bruce putting stuff down, and he's just like it shows like oh this is like the best butler you can have. But he does tell Vicky about uh, the Batman, you know. I mean that's, that's a, know, that is a good point. I feel like that's it's something I think about. Hey, but I think he, he knows that Bruce was going to do it slash tried to do it. Sure, and I think sure. he also knows that Bruce needs her in that moment. Well, like we'll see how like how the relationship has gone in the next movie, huh? We sure will. We sure will. Hey, you know what? No future spoilers. Those are all the <laughs> list, Tim. There we go. Uh, now it is time to rank the Batman movies. We have number one, Batman 66. I mean, I don't yeah. think there's any tonight. This is number one. This is yeah, way number one. Batman 66, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so there we go. Number one, Batman 1989. Number two, Batman the movie 1966. Next week, we are doing Batman Returns. Hmm. Exciting stuff. Well, I can't wait. To, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, I remember. Why are you dressed as Batman? I remember liking he, Returns. Demonstrably more than this one, so yeah, I'm, I'm right. excited. Uh, it turns a lot one. darker, a lot more fucked up. I remember being it's a more lot darker. darker. Yeah, Danny fucking made me uncomfortable. Me too, but, Kevin. Me yeah. too, man. Andy, till really? next time. Same, same bad time. Same bad time. Same bad, same bad channel. channel. Fuck. I